Welcome to the GCW Pets Podcast, episode 71. John, how are you doing this Friday evening? Dude, I feel great. We have the Detroit show going on right now. We haven't sat down for a while, so this is really exciting. We're covering the entire Japan trip. So I feel pretty good, though, is the uh, shorter answer. How you doing, man? <laughs> Same thing. I'm doing good. I, uh, I'm excited, actually, kind of as soon as this ends and I start editing this, I'm going to catch uh, the Detroit show because I'm really looking forward to it. And I got all the notifications off, so I have zero spoilers on anything. So, uh, <laughs> other than, like, I saw a Jordan dropkick. I think that's all I saw right now. So, uh, yeah, I am excited to cover these shows because yeah, it has been a while. We got the three uh GCW in Japan shows we're going to be covering. Uh, we're just going to go all through them all in one episode since there was kind of like only six matches on each show and it's pretty much was all the death matches and no like storyline. So really it's going to be a lot of recap of the action with some, there was some storylines uh, being told there uh, during the shows, which is good. And we will cover those ones, but for the most part, uh, we will just be covering the action and covering all the fuckery that we saw in Japan from GCW. <laughs> All right, so oh, you know what? You're going to say episode 71 and all that first, right? Or did you already? I already did. What in the hell? Where the <laughs> fuck? Holy shit. You were stuck on wow. the intro that surprisingly uh, I forgot to turn off too, and I will be deleting that intro part. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> it ha- I, yeah. Okay, so little pre-show remarks of what's going on here. Um, this is a little bit older now, but it's kind of something worth mentioning here. There was some podcast information going on with Heffy there. Um, one of his episodes, he was, it's the Inferno episode, I think it's called, if you ever wanted to listen to it. But he was a little upset with GCW um, because his name would be announced on there, but he wouldn't have a match. And he kind of gives some reasons for it and whatnot. And these are things that were important to him, and he mentioned it. But what I felt most important was as as that conversation he had with his co-host went along, he he's ready to take on Blake Christian. What do you think about that? I that is a matchup I uh, I would definitely like to see. I think we've talked about it before. Effie would be a perfect person to represent GCW and has definitely earned it and uh, could possibly help elevate it even further. What's as big as Effie is getting all over the world and all his shows he's doing. Um, I I wouldn't mind seeing Effie as a challenger, especially, but even as champion, I would love to see Effie represent GCW uh, as champion. I am liking Blake's current run, uh, even. Uh, all the dirty handed taxes that he's been using is kind of perfect for his character, and he's at least defending it on quite a bit of shows, too. So it is nice to have the GCW world title back in our faces on all these shows. And Effie versus Blake would be a good uh, match, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, we talked about this earlier at one point, but it seems like Effie's not, of course, the one to really need the um really need the title but every now and then we need someone with prominence to come up and do this whole thing so yeah uh i think it might be time to have one of the larger names within gcw maybe take that title um and do something interesting with it we haven't seen outside of gringo and was it speedball i forget who it was there haven't well, speedballs been tonight okay yeah there haven't been a lot of um high profile you know, matches for Blake since he's had the championship. So uh, I don't know what that says either. There's not a lot of uh, 
not a lot of stuff there for people like you and I who are fans to uh, bite onto. You know what I mean? I love the guy. I personally love the guy. I think he's great. I want to see him succeed, but I hear what Effie's saying, and Effie's showing a lot of fire. He really wants to push himself further. It seems like, uh, you know, he's trying to be a better person, and sometimes it's not always easy to do that. That's kind of my read on him and what's going on right now is I think he's cleaning up a lot of things that I think he maybe swept under for a while because he was busy doing other things. And now that the smoking is set aside for him, he's able now to spend that time focusing on bettering himself, bettering his business. And it seems like that's been the overarching, like arching message uh, for the last couple of weeks now. So good for him. But I, I wanted to mention that. I don't know if you heard that. I kind of sent you the timestamp. Yeah, you like, sent me. That was some fire shit he was throwing out there. So yeah, that was a, a very definitely worth talking about because uh, kind of shocking become coming from Effie a little bit because he's kind of just does his own thing, doesn't really say nothing, and just worries about what his part of the show is and uh, keeps on going. But I I like his enthusiasm and I I definitely agree. He's definitely not wrong that uh, he would be a great GCW champion and defend the the company the promotion. I think pretty well all over the place, wherever he would go. Fire in the belly is good, especially yeah. in a champion, you know. Um, next then, John Wayne's, uh, John Wayne Murdoch's wife. She was in the hospital, unfortunately. She had to have an immediate surgery. And they are still selling merch to kind of help get themselves going. If you are a fan of John Wayne Murdoch, if you're a fan of GCW, if you're just a fan of being a nice person, definitely try to see um, what they have available out there. There might be something that uh, might you might like. So just wanted to kind of mention that, too. Yeah, that was kind of bad, like not bad timing, but like I think it was like right around when he was in Japan, wasn't it? Like or shortly mm-hmm. after he got back, like is when all that stuff happened. I thought the timing was kind of brutal on uh, John Wayne Murdoch and his family up with the whole situation. Yeah, my understanding was that I think he was on the plane home while she was breaking the news on Twitter at the time. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm pretty sure he got news before he got on the plane in Japan. Now, again, the details don't matter and who the hell, you know, really yeah. told me. I'm just I'm going by timelines on what was going on. Nobody called me and said, hey, John, here's the scoop. <laughs> yeah, right. No, none of that shit. So I just wanted to mention, though, because they are good people and um, they're very kind all the way down to that wonderful little blonde headed kid there. You know, Blake's <laughs> an awesome little kid, too. So, uh, yeah, so that that was going on. Um, so we've been here before. Between uh, September and October of last year, we had War Ready, Dead on Arrival, and Planet Death 2022. So here we are this year, the new face of War 23 and Planet Death 2023. And then we have to add to that uh, that third show, the Freedom Show there. Yeah, that was... That was a fun show, too. (laughs) Uh, This show, though, this is going to be the standard across the board for all three shows. They were two hour shows. This one had six matches. I believe the other two had seven matches. Don't quote me on that. But my opinion was it was nice seeing GCW in Japan again. I'm sure you can agree on that, right? Yes. And I I knew we were about to see a lot of fuckery that uh, to make up for all the recent stops that uh, we haven't seen too much of the death matches going. So that's the one part I could always look forward to whenever they go to Japan is seeing a card full of death matches and seeing some awesome like freedoms talent like Jun Kasai and uh, Shiggy. Toru. Shiggy was announced. Yeah, Toru was a uh, surprise. And 
um i think out of was it at yeah, the freedom show in uh what's his name oh my gosh i'm so excited to see him um kiku Taka, no takahashi from new japan oh, showed up yeah. yeah and i was like holy shit he's on there so, <laughs> yeah gcw in japan's always uh known for a good time and i wonder like i didn't see or online raven mystics it has been a while like you remember last year when they sold like the the new uh japan uh shirts when all yes. the with all the faces covered on it and stuff like that with blood, but then you see like Jordan and Nick since they're not death matches with no blood on their face. I wonder <laughs> if uh, for these shows, I haven't. I gotta go to check out GCW merch, but I want to wonder if they did something similar for these shows and shirts uh, for the for this tour. You know, that's a good idea. You know, you can check that if you want to. Um, another one of my opinions here, like they had their hardcore fans out there. It was nice to hear them use their voices this time because last time. COVID had them strangled. Really, they could not use their voices, yell, everything like that. So all of their cheers, everything was coming through in claps. And what I remember last year, and this is something that even Cole uh, mentioned to me when we were talking at the house here. He's like, they are talking through their claps. You could hear G-C-Dub. G-C-Dub. I heard like the Jimmy, Jimmy, like when they were doing the clap. Yep. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I, I thought that. that shit was cool. Yeah, that, that's like, as you said, that's a way, even though they can't use their voices, they're going to show their appreciation, give the wrestlers their voices through their hands. That's something that Japan did very good, I think, during the whole COVID stuff when I was checking out uh, their shows when there was all still going on right at the heart of it. Um, how pretty kind of, I felt bad for the wrestlers, but then you can see the fans trying as best they can to make some noise for the wrestlers and give them the support, even though they're kind of uh, handcuffed on literally what they were allowed to do out there. And I mentioned this last year. We're going to mention it again. I love the Japanese pace of wrestling. You will have these mini episodes for 15 seconds at a time, and then there will be just a little bit of a pause. That pause is where the fans can react after they've watched just what they've seen. And that gives the um, the performers a chance to have a reaction to what they just went through. Like the whole thing is fun because there's just more breathing involved, which means there's more of a um, there's more room for the art to come through because with America, it's just go, 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 go. And this was go, go, stop, you know, go take a breath and then go, you know, I love that. So I wanted to mention it again. It's been a year since I said it, but um, vibe wise, there was no commentary for quite a bit of it. Every now and then you would hear Brett fill in on some of the parts. So it took until the second half of the show, I believe, and then show two and show three. There actually was commentary between Brett and Kiku Taro the whole time, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, the Kiku Kiku Taro was funny. Dude, he's always, funny as hell. He always somehow steals like the spotlight in the match and the shows and all these. I, I enjoy what he does, even though it's completely different than uh, what we kind of normally expect to see in ring. I like all the, his little shenanigans. I want to see him and Cardona have like a little back and forth somehow. So like, I think they could have a fun, entertaining uh, WWE style match with that. Oh, without all the they could. <laughs> well, because Cardona could play, a, you know, it could be one of these things where he gets frustrated with Kiko. You know, you're not the wrestler, da, 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 da. Yeah, you know, I'm the indie god. Why am I out here messing around with this guy? And you know, a nice little surprise roll up would be kind of fun there. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> All right, uh, you ready to rock and roll? 
Let's hop into it. So, first show is the new face of war. Uh, I don't know if she said it, so I'm just going to repeat it. Shit from the Shinkiba uh, first ring in Tokyo, Japan. And the first matchup of the new face of war was a scramble as it was Jimmy Lloyd, Gringo Loco, Teriyaki, Minero Fujita, Kikutaro, and Dragon Libre. What over. <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this was a different. As I was saying about Kikutar, he just provides something different with the comedy and stuff during his matches. So I was kind of glad to see this right away before I got into the fuckery because it kind of put a little smile on my face going into these next matches uh, with how fun Kikutara was during this one. And I was really happy to see Teriyaki. Like, I was still like not believing it. I was thinking maybe there was like some typo there, some mess up, even though I saw other people like cheering Teriyaki on for getting the show in Japan. And then when I saw him come out, I was like, Okay, they're talking about that teriyaki. I thought maybe there was like a teriyaki, mm-hmm. maybe somewhere uh, over in Japan that maybe they were just kind of using a similar name and different spelling. But uh, I was not, I was happy to see teriyaki get the trip over in Japan. I I don't know for sure, but I could almost guarantee that was probably his first trip to Japan. Yeah, you know? I would assume so because we just started talking about him near around this time last year and when they were in atlanta for the first time we saw him yeah and and look where he's at now really proud of him because you know he was around obviously a little bit before uh you know we started to watch him at gcw he he had to make waves to get picked for gcw from the beginning but since then boy oh boy you know local guy i think it was on an atlanta show or it was a was yeah it was the atlanta Atlanta show now the motherfucker's doing flips in tokyo how fucking cool is that? And like went with the GCW crew. Like I, w- I would have never expected the uh, him to start traveling with GCW to Japan that quickly. But uh, good for him. Like you said, it, uh, it was nice to see because he has been doing a lot of cool and amazing things every time we do see him in the GCW ring. And I'm not going to go any further without mentioning something that I heard from Kiku on commentary and a couple other people. I miss seeing my boy Cole Radrick on this tour. I mean, even live, Kiku was talking to Brett. He's like, uh, Cole Radrick. Like, <laughs> I miss Cole Radrick. And I'm sitting there going, I miss him too. So quite a few people did say it. I saw it on Twitter and whatnot. He's just, he's a favorite, you know, and it's hard to have a show without a couple of our, you know, main, main men out there. So, um, so I, I didn't want to go any further without mentioning that he was definitely missed. I was looking forward to maybe even like a rematch with him and, who knows? But Shiggy. Him and Shiggy would have been a good one during this tour. And I'm going to mention it later, but Shiggy had a little shout out to yeah, uh, a quiet like, shout out to. I like what he did. That was pretty cool. I like how other people caught it online too. Oh, hell yeah, man. All righty. So let's go ahead and get into this bad boy real quick. So I'll go ahead and mention right off the bat. We have referee perch. He's our uh, referee for this opening match. Jimmy was out first to the Jimmy fucking Lloyd chance. Kikutaro out next. He is like we just said, one of my favorites in this match. I believe it's the mask and the personality. If he didn't have one, if he had, if he was missing one of those wouldn't work. See, when I used to watch him in Ring of Honor, he'd be like on the opening shows, kind of like the dark matches. Everyone like when Ring of Honor used to come to to come out here to Vegas. And that's what I always used to see. Kikutara was during that one. And I don't, I never, I never could get him then, but hmm. now like with the GCW and what he's been doing and like these, especially these trips over uh, in Japan, like I've become a fan of his, like, I don't know if like maybe I'm trying to think he still did a lot of the comedy spots ring of honor, but maybe it just wasn't 
as much or as often as he's doing it now because kind of Ring of Honor kind of shies, like not shies away from that, but it's more traditional and in-ring and stuff. So Kikutar doesn't fit the Ring of Honor bill. So maybe mm-hmm. he feels just more comfortable with what he's doing in Japan. And I think it's working a lot better in, uh, or not Japan, in GCW. I think it's working better in GCW than uh, than he was doing in Ring of Honor, which is, I'm glad to see because I enjoy him now. Like, as you said, mm-hmm. he's one of your favorites. He's, I see him, I get a smile on my face because I know some bullshit's going to happen. It's going to be fun. Well, you know what I mean? You're looking down a card and you're like, okay, there's always the ones where you're looking for specific names because you know that match is going to be fire. You know, I look at Kiku. It's kind of like an effy situation with how Kiku's doing his act right now. But um, I just know I'm going to enjoy myself. I know I'm going to laugh. I know I'm going to smile. I look forward to that. Yeah. Also, Kiku, um, his what he's doing right now translates really well into any language. You can kind of you get it. It's like Mr. Bean. You don't really have to hear any words to understand what the hell's going on. So, yeah, I want to see him stateside in GCW. I think his uh, it would really translate well in front of the GCW fans. Our humor is very interesting, and I think <laughs> I think we would really support someone like him. We supported uh, Santana Jackson. We we got the whole what he is, and you know his pop was huge. I think with a little bit of uh, maybe two three matches, I think people get Kiku, and uh, he'd be a nice fun addition to the GCW regulars for a couple shows. Yeah, I'm glad. That's why I'm glad at least we see him in Japan. Like that's why I was like just thinking about that as you're saying. Like, how did I get to see him in Vegas so often? I wonder if he was like just out here. For like an ex- like not an excursion, but maybe he was just like working out here for a while. Then maybe now he's moved back over there. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, no clue, no <laughs> clue. I just I'm happy. I'm happy. I finally got to really see him. And then when I did see him for what he's doing now, I'm. I show my wife. She smiles. You know, my son loves it. So it translates and things like that. I mean, we need more wrestlers that connect, and he translates. Yeah. Love it. Okay, so uh, Dragon Libre, he came out next. He has a great look. I love the blue and gold mask. I was really looking forward to seeing him because from what I could see, just from the look alone, takes himself serious. Um, Minoru Fujita was out next. He uh, has a mask that looks like the Terminator, which I really enjoyed. And I think he called him the Terminator or something close to that, but it's, my memory's probably shot. It's been, it's been a little while since I saw this match from when I took my notes. Out then comes, of course, like you were saying, Teriyaki. Japan has no idea how gifted a wrestler he is, and I was just happy that they were going to find out. It's like, like I said before, it's like uh, having someone listen to your favorite song for the first time and watching them fall in love with it. Same thing, you know? Yeah, I, I love watching, like, seeing Teriyaki is the one or Leon Slater when other people get to see them for the first time, their minds are blown. It's like, I remember that feeling when I saw them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's well, it's like uh, how you were saying you were sitting in the audience at AEW and oh, Hartwell. Yeah. And you're just sitting there going, wow, you people don't know who this guy is. And... <laughs> Jack Carter, Jack Carter. Well, that's the whole thing is, you know, it's almost it's almost nice to turn around and go, you know, I watch this motherfucker twice a week on GCW. Right. <laughs> just, just let you know if you like this kind of stuff, we've we've got it. We've got to cover your kids ears every now and then there might be a little craziness but <laughs> pass that not too bad uh gringo loco coming out like a hero gringo loco chants from the crowd cheers and claps very thankful that he was there the bell rings of course gcw gcw just flying in from the crowd they were able to finally speak and they showed it 
I was, like I said, just enjoying being in that Japanese pace of wrestling. Here it is in my notes. Um, just having everything in bite-sized chunks is really cool. And the GCW style of just go, go, go. Once they slow that down and, you know, they have to sell a move. It's really interesting to watch. And um, they do it every now and then in certain places in Japan. You almost have to because there is no just go, 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 go. You have to kind of pause, have the claps. It's more of a theater there. Good way to put it. So Dragon Libre popped the cork early on Topes. It was maybe in the first minute or so. Teriyaki was looking good. He hit a ton of spots. Gringo Loco hit a beautiful reverse springboard. And then I'll just go to the ending. Like I said, these are going to be a little more abbreviated. Uh, Gringo with a spinning Gringo bomb from the top turnbuckle. That ended up being our winner, Gringo Loco. And that instantly erupted into Gringo Loco chance. So Japan is definitely Gringo Loco country. Yeah, Gringo. Uh, it was nice seeing Gringo uh, in Japan and him getting the win. Kind of like felt at first, I know it was a scramble, but kind of felt like it was GCW versus Freedoms. Kind of, kind of how they teased it at the beginning. They're like, hey, we're going to team up against them. But then even the ending, it kind of came back where Gringo was about to hit the base bomb and Jimmy Lloyd dopes the outside to take everyone out to kind of open the door for uh, Gringo to get the win. And I like that because it kind of set up, as we said, there wasn't too much storylines other than uh, later on we'll throughout these shows, we kind of see it's they're laying the groundwork for kind of a GCW versus Freedoms uh, soon. Maybe it's kind of feels and looks like um and this kind of helped set that up where jimmy lloyd sacrificed his his win to get uh, gcw uh gringo loco the victory and i liked how it kind of set stuff up at, for how the rest of the, these shows were going to happen over the next three days also in my notes i noticed i didn't see really any um anything about minoru fujita i just want to let you know i just didn't see enough of him in the match and that's not fair. So before we at least closed out this match, I wanted to say, dude, I wanted to say something about him, but I just didn't have enough to go on and there wasn't anything for me to write down. So if there is something for me to say, it's just I didn't see enough of him and I hope to see more next time because seems like a very established wrestler. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I thought the same way. Like I got Lisa with Dragon Libra, as you said, kind of started it off and we see, okay, he's the one that's going to fly fly and jump around and I'm, I like it. I like what he did in that short period of time. But then, like, yeah, Fujita, at the end of the match, I was like, I think I saw him in there for like four moves, and he was kind of like just the base of the moves. It's kind of like what I remember from it. That I felt the same way. It's like, I want to see more of him in like a one on one because I didn't get to see too much of him during that match. So that match is over, and I put in my notes here that I see weapons coming out. So out come the weapons, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I like how they chased it. Because like what's that the, like the way it was, was the taped? way this card was oh yeah. okay yeah. it was like taped and hey the match is over and like two seconds later you see hey we're a referees in the ring weapons are there let's go like there was no downtime and that's why this the, the yeah. matches or the show was a lot shorter but I don't mind sacrificing that much downtime if I'm gonna get like two hours of nonstop action like that and I I kind of like that pacing throughout these three shows that we kind of saw because it was taped um, I enjoyed that part of it. But the weapons were out for our second matchup of the evening as it was Daisuke Masa. Oh, Masaoka. Oh, Isn't I, that I, fun? I'm Ma- like blurry. Masaoka, I think. Yeah. Ma- Masaoka. Ma- Masa. yeah. I'm so sorry, Daisuke. I got his first name right, though. I know Daisuke because there was another no, dude named Daisuke. And it's just cool to say. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know the same dude. From, uh, yeah. The Red Sox. Yeah. Daisuke. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot. Nakamura. I remember Daisuke. 
No, I don't think it was Nakamura. No, I don't know. I just... <laughs> <laughs> but that name would have stuck out to me. Uh, but yeah, Daisuke Masaoka versus Shane Mercer. I was glad to see Shane finally in GCW Japan. Um, and especially seeing all the fuckery, I was like, yes, we get to see the deathmatch Iron Demon. And that's kind of my favorite Iron Demon to watch when he's not eating uh, Marco Stunt's five rows of- into the stands <laughs> the heat machine <laughs> um all right so i'm gonna just double you here i was really happy to see shane in a gc ring period but in japan even cooler uh, uh see i was getting ready to screw up the name too daisuke was out then and um i really do like his look he's got that 90s style all the way up to those 90s you know shorts that are oversized like that's my style so you know that's my that's my that's my time dude i will always show up to people's houses comfortable that's for damn sure he had the grunge look going i i didn't uh like how he kind of looked at that this was my first time seeing him as well so yeah i didn't i didn't have too much to go off of it just looked like yeah he's a veteran so i'm gonna respect that because being a veteran in japan is not easy you know he's seen some shit that's for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh the opening minute and daisuke yeeted through the uh barbed wire covered board it was didn't take long before he gets thrown um the remaining barbed wire that was then used to cut daisuke's head he's bleeding very good the next five minutes were basically an ass kicking it took until minute six for daisuke to get in any offense he ended up eventually throwing mercer through a chair the uh booking allowed for the fans to really rally behind him in the second half of this match I'll give you a couple spots. Mercer was covered in chairs and Daisuke just rides a ladder, basically falling down <laughs> onto him. I, I don't know why. I just love that. Another spot where Mercer picked uh, Daisuke clean off the ground and then huge backflip. Boom, with him in his arms. Wow. Um, this was all Mercer until the very end. Daisuke basically had a surprise roll up for the win. So our winner here was Daisuke Masuaka. I, I I hope I said, okay, you say your way, I say it my way. Between both of us on one podcast, we'll be half right, right? I think it's Masaoka. I don't know. Masaoka. That's, okay. that's the way that I, I know we, were, we said this, I think, on the last time. Like, we were kind of hoping to get commentary so that way we could uh, Thank hear you. some of these names. But Thank I, you. I know we talked about it last year when they were in Japan last time. But uh, yeah, that this would, would, would have been one of those times to figure out the pronunciation. So, uh, don't uh, hate us or hate on us too hard because uh, we have an excuse that we didn't get to hear the the correct yeah. pronunciation of it. And normally, I was, oh, oh, no, I was just going to say, normally I throw out some names of moves. I throw out some names of some finishers and I don't have commentary to help me out with those names. So it's hard for me to paint that picture like I normally do. So I just want to say that also, this is not the normal broadcast boys and girls. <laughs> yeah, we, we I try to personalize like their moves and give it give it the right uh, credit that the wrestlers deserve. But uh, I was shocked to see Daisuke win. Like I, I wrote in my notes too, it was like it was cool seeing Shane Mercer just getting like a squash match, and just demonstrating to the Japan fans like what he's about. So I kind of liked. I don't mind the ending. I get it. You're gonna have to have some people from GCW lose. So like, even though I was surprised he uh, lost, I was kind of glad he was able to get the spotlight to shine and go over throughout the entirety of the match and showcase. <laughs> His abilities, and I don't think it—I don't think it hurt him with the loss at all. Anyway, don't, I don't think they're counting these records. Oh, they don't count any records. But in my thing, I didn't count it uh, as a—I counted it as a positive because I think it was cool for the fans to see what Shane Mercer was all about, just eating 
Daisuke all over the place. <laughs> and uh, Daisuke being a good bump, bump machine for Shane Mercer and making him look good, too. I thought that was pretty cool and smart of I thought, like it was, that's one of those all around good bookings where, hey, you're giving the hometown first of the win, but the other, the, the foreigner is looking, going to come across looking strong, especially in their first trip. And uh, I, I enjoy this match. Well, this and was like of- the Mike, the, like the Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. Like you had one guy just whooping the shit out of a great bumper. I don't know. I just think that's a good way to put it. You wanted to say something that cut you off like for the ninth time already. What you I, and I don't care because that statement was better than what I was going to say. I already, already oh, yeah. I didn't even think about awesome versus Tanaka. That's a that's yeah, that's that's a very good analogy of there because like I'm thinking, like, yeah, but awesome was tossing Tanaka out in the ring, out of the ring, through tables, through ladders. And yeah, 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 that was a great, great comparison. Um, also, in this one, I mean, you know how it is. They always remember the ending. This, from the beginning to the end, was all Mercer except for the ending. He walked in with respect and cheers. He went in there. He dominated for a majority of the match, well over a majority of the match, showed off a lot of what he was capable of. And then, like I said, outside of that ending, everything else is great. I haven't got to it yet, but Mercer's constantly bowing to the fans, showing his respect. Uh, you know, both men were getting cheers anyway. So, I mean, if I was looking at it from behind the scenes, or at least from our humble fan perspective, I say Shane Mercer went over well in Japan. Yeah, I think he definitely uh, endeared himself to the fans. And he's also kind of got that look like, you know, the Japanese fans kind of take their wrestling more seriously and not as like theatrical and entertainment. They kind of treat it as a sport. And his size, they got that. He has like that intimidating size where the fans sometimes like, oh, like look at mm-hmm. the big, strong oh, American shit. guy with muscles, you know? Like, yeah, like he's got the good look to kind of get over there. And his movesets, I think, would get over there too. And, uh, yeah, this was, I think, a good opening uh, trip for Shane Mercer in Japan. I keep saying that. Now I think he was on that shirt last year. Did he go to Japan last year? Oh my goodness, I forgot. Oh well. well, you know, after 600 to 700 right. reviewed matches, I could not tell you honestly. <laughs> I'll have to go back there when uh, it'd be it'd be easy to look up. Yeah. Uh, okay, that will lead us into our third matchup of the evening, which is a six-person tag match. As the team representing Freedoms was Mammoth Sasaki, Toru Segura, and Tomo, uh, Tomoya Hirata going against Los Macisos and John Wayne Murdoch. And I was excited to see Hirata in his home, like in his comfort zone, other than like what we saw him out here. Like we got to yeah, yeah. maybe felt like got to get used to the American setting of independent wrestling and the American fans and being in GCW, probably. I think yeah, that was his first time in GCW. Um, I was looking forward to see how Harada was recepted in Japan and to see wow he did and yeah i think we got a better idea of why he is the freedoms uh champion out there and he and this match i think he did a very good job of uh getting ultra violence with los macisos and john wayne murdoch he has a fantastic heavyweight championship look to him too like if you look at him everything about him is large he's got those muscles it's not definition it's more like bulk you know um 
I don't know what it is, but I look at his face and it looks like he's the type of guy that could give us something beautiful in the ring. And then once he holds the title, he's looking around. He's got, you know, I, I do like him and I'm hoping to see more of him at some point. Um, Mammoth, I was still, we'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit. And Toru, I like Toru. He's got that GCW wild look in his eye. And I, and he's also deathmatch ready at any time. That's That's my boy right there. Yeah, I every time I see Toro, I start liking him more and more, and like oh, I wish he would be out here a little bit more. But I, as I said, I think he did get announced uh, for Homecoming Weekend, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or maybe yeah, I think it was Homecoming Weekend he's uh, coming up for. So at least we'll get to see more of Segura, and I'm always excited to see it. I enjoyed during this match Los Macisos, like the way they were selling for like Harada and Mammoth, kind of like yeah. make them look like the big monsters that they kind of are and come off of in. Uh, in freedom sorry i enjoy, i just enjoyed seeing them selling and kind of like overselling and doing the dramatic looks and stuff to uh get the freedoms wrestlers over okay so stick with me here for a second i'm looking for homecoming okay homecoming night one maki death kill versus death match royalty we have yamashita versus sasake we have janela and sawyer teaming up versus mason and para Leon Slater versus Alec Price. Don't sleep on that That's match. That's going to be a good one. Uh, the All-Star Scramble is also in there. And added about eight hours ago from this recording was Thrussy versus Los Macisos. So we haven't seen Sheik in just a little while. Um, like I said before, Sheik in doses is pretty good. So welcome back, Sheik. It'll be nice to see what you have to offer. Sheik always gives us something different. And... I do like that a lot. So that that's what I have so far on night one, I believe. Do you want to hear anything in night two or do you want to, there's not a lot of matches announced for night two so far. Did you see that? Yeah. I must say, usually they don't like, if I remember correctly last year, there's only like two matches announced up until like the night of night of night one. And then they announce a bunch of matches for the next night. Huh? I think I, that's what I kind of remember from last year. Well, so here's the fun one, just so everyone knows. Um, we have Dragon versus Commander, Ninja Mac and Dante Leon versus, oh, Cole Radrick and Alec Price. What an interesting matchup there. Maki Ito versus Becca. We'll stop for a second. <laughs> Becca. Now, I believe, and I may be wrong, she's in a relationship with someone that I want to see in GCW now. Like, right fucking now. Instant upgrade to the GCW regular roster, if we want to call him a roster. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Cruel. My boy, Cruel. I want him in GCW as quick as possible. He's an instant addition anywhere he goes and also deathmatch ready. Just the, just having him there, the imposing, all of it is just, you know me, dude, I'm all over hosses and big men. Sorry, but that's how it is. And they're even rarer in the independent scene. Why not like have a, that gem? And he's got like an aura about him too. Like when he walks into the mm -hmm. place, it's like, holy shit. Like, kind of like when Sawyer Wreck was like, holy shit, she thought like same thing cruel. Like, Look at that fucking guy. Like he walks in the room and just demands the attention. And I've been agreeing with you. I think he would be a perfect fit in GCW. I'm surprised he hasn't been in there yet. But once I saw Beck announce, that's why I, I tweeted at you with the eyeballs. I'm like, uh, this might be the start. <laughs> So, oh, uh, that would that would be so nice. And then to fuel the fire even further, you know who Cruel <laughs> was in bed with last night? Uh, well, I don't know if last night and in the morning boy. he 
<laughs> yeah, Jimmy fucking Lloyd. So so I don't know if, you know, we rubbed two sticks together and somehow a fire was started or whatnot, but I've been on Cruel for quite a while. I think you have too. And fingers crossed there's something there because, man, oh, man, could that be a beautiful thing. He so. could come in and just disrupt everything right away. I mean, oh, oh. my initial thought was scramble. Put him in a, <laughs> 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 a deathmatch tournament. We really should have put him in the most recent, you know what I mean? Like a TLS. Yeah. I think he was hurt. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he I was seen him for a while. Okay, he was hurt. That's why I was like, I thought yeah. he was hurt. Maybe that's why we haven't seen him for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm he, he was though, very what that, what that Becca's uh, pairing might uh, lead to. I Hopefully it will lead to Cruel. I think Cruel would be a great addition. I, my first thought was put him in with Mason, but Perro's already there. But um, I, I don't know. It's a tough one. I, I want to see Cruel. Like you could do a lot of different cool stuff with Cruel on yeah. GCW. Like he could just come in and just night one win the champion and just wreak havoc, and everyone like, what the fuck just happened? Because this monster just walked in and terrorized us. Uh, yeah, I'd be an inter- right intergender there. team too if we wanted to. Yep. Yeah, and the way things are going right now, GCW is just alive with tag teams. How we don't have yeah. a tag team tournament, hint, hint, would be nice. I would love to see it. Give yeah. us an invitational. Tag teams across the world. Come on into GCW. You know what I mean? Oh, give me something pretty. You know, it'd be so cool. So I'm cool. wondering, like, yeah, that's jumping ahead. We could talk about that another time. No, fuck it. <laughs> No. I was gonna say, think, like, Let's hear it. with Nick Wayne, like, possibly maybe not showing up as often as he used to. Kind of what Brett, mm-hmm. like, Brett alluded to that on one of these last podcasts on the Patreon. Yes. He kind of alluded, like, hey, like, we might not, we're going to have him, but maybe not as often as before. So I'm wondering if that's like with the tag team titles. I, if they drop them, then I do, it's going to make sense. And I, I think I'd prefer rather than see them drop it. Instead of just like, let's say they forfeit or because it didn't, Nick Wayne's not going to be there. Maybe that could be the start and opening to do a tournament to decide next tag team champions. And they could do that through multiple shows at different locations of different locations, tag teams, even like in New York, run a main event versus um, uh, the Bookers or run, um, oh my God, waves and curls against other people. Like when you're in Providence, like, I think that'd be pretty cool. Like Generation Me versus, uh, or not Gen- Generation Miracle and Generation Me. Uh, that was the end. Uh, <laughs> Generation a, Miracle. A while ago. Dustin, yeah, with Dustin Waller. And, oh my God, I forgot his tag team. But like seeing like tag teams like that, I think it would be kind of cool to do territorial tag teams and have a match of, mm. hey, this is part of the tournament, but we're not doing it in one night. We're going to have one match this night in the West Coast, this coast, like wherever they go. Then like as you kind of do the winners and they could kind of culminate in one big one like at New Jersey or somewhere like that, wherever they kind of just do the finals. But I think that could be a good way to start the tournament. But I don't want them to kind of just forfeit it. I would rather them just lose it straight up to a tag team that deserves it. But we have been asking for a tournament that could be a, a chance maybe to start off or a reason to start this tournament. What's going on right now in my eyes? And maybe I'm just there's so many stars that are developing in gcw and there are so many people that are getting over in gcw you almost have to have tag teams going on constantly mm-hmm. it's just I don't, I don't know another way to put it but it just seems like that's what it is this detroit show doesn't have a lot but i mean well well let's see here we've got Masisos and uh vif we've got bussy and the bang bro yeah used is, to be the bang bros yeah i uh, wouldn't violence I wouldn't, is forever baby i i think that just think that's who should be 
like really to give them an immediate like kind of gcw push and maybe for fans like i mean fans of gcw will know who violence is forever is i'm assuming yes if yeah. you know like independent wrestling like they're one of the top ones in in the independent scene that's what named i would have i said before i wanted to see in gcw and then i think if they're here like i i wouldn't mind them taking the belts off nick and wayne because their style brings it brings a stylistic different kind of matchup and that one that you can kind of play off of why like, hey that's why jordan and nick lawson because those yeah it's a little uh <laughs> a little bit more violent but tag teams are a plenty right now in gcw so so hear me out on this one because this is the one thing i want to say about violence is forever to be honest i need to see more person personality out of them to um to connect with them it's like los macizos we needed to see miedo uh, come out of his shell and we need to see we needed to see Ciclope and what a joker he is and it really upped their popularity we need to see each of them um be themselves and i hope that uh you know it's something something fun because their in-ring work is so fucking good yeah and but what's funny too if you look at them when they're not in character like when they're just like dressed as civilians out there mm-hmm. you would not think that they are the badasses that they are in the ring because they just they don't dress that way. So I I think kind of the opposite of you. I think that I'm getting the personality from them in the ring when they're the way they're kicking and striking and just how, how they uh, move throughout the match is where I get yeah. their personality. Because I think if I saw like I've seen like Dominic Karina, like that guy is in violence. Like this guy's not the tough badass that I've seen online, but like <laughs> they're on TV. But when you see like in pictures and like just enjoying vacation time wherever they're at like they don't look intimidated but as soon as that shit comes off and the gear goes on like they are some badass mm-hmm. so i think i think i kind of think of the opposite like i don't want to like i don't want to know like hey they're kind of look like that and act like that i want to see the violence in the ring but i i get what you're saying though like that's kind of what opened us open um assistance up with a lot of people was them starting to show yes. like, their personalities in uh during these matches so I will be fair. I have seen less than 10 violences forever matches. So part of my opinion, of course, is only based upon the little bit that I've seen. I can't say if it was six. I can't say if it was eight, but it has been less than 10. So I'm just letting you know, like for me to get a bite sized chunk off of them and be like, hell yeah, I want them to come back. I need that. I need something. So I need to see more. I saw them first live. Actually, my very first yeah, time seeing them was at the a couple Black years ago. Bro. Hell yeah. So yeah. I do really like them. I respect their in-ring work is fucking awesome. Some of their team shit is so good looking. So, uh, and also they can stand alone very well They're yeah. you know, they don't need to be a team all the time. And I like that a lot. Yeah. They could definitely stand off on their own. Okay. So we did, we did announce this one. So what I did see right from the beginning that I wanted to mention was there were freaking light tubes everywhere. My second thought is Murdoch going to screw over Los Macisos again? You know, they they did they did get fucked over the last show by by John. And I yeah. think that's the show where they just basically sat back and let him get the shit kicked out of him, right? I believe so. Right? Sure. They're just kind of uh, sitting on the stand on the uh stage watching him lose. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh it took me a minute there. I'm like, oh shit. Um oh, what's it this show? I know it's been a while. I'm looking it up too. I don't see him on uh the last show in New York that they did. So, so here's what was interesting. Murdoch was rocking Cyclope's headphones. So as of right now, he's a face. But what was nice was, um, and, and this should have been done, Murdoch. 
it could have just been like, am I going to, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? And then, you know, he just never do it, but he made a conscious decision. This one, which I like Murdoch was a face, a total face, a goofy face. So, uh, two minutes in and everyone's grabbing a light tube and they get broken quickly over each other. Cyclope had a pizza cutter in his backpack and so did mammoth, which I thought was a beautiful ode to <laughs> Nick Gage. You saw that part. Uh, I like that part. Yeah. The formula in this match was two men were wrestling at a time instead of scramble style. And I really appreciated that. There was a nice spot that I wanted to mention where Miedo, he had a handsaw and was cutting up Harada with it. And you could see where it kind of, yeah. And Harada then was bleeding in the head and chest. And, you, you know, he, he put on a fucking performance. I got to give him that much. Miedo then covers Toru for three, which I barely mentioned much of Toru in this match. But our winners here was Los Macisos and John Wayne Murdoch. My, my, uh, my little opinion on this at the end of it, I just put happy with it. I, just, <laughs> I guess I was just happy with it when I went. But, yeah, so... Yeah, here we are with another one. John Wayne Murdoch giving us that. Is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? But in Japan, it feels like all the regular rules are off. And when we come to Japan, we do something completely different for the foreign crowd. And I appreciate that, too. Yeah, John Wayne Murdoch uh, ditched the Macisos at the GCW versus New South show. And I uh, went back and looked that up because I like, yeah, I did see that. But I'm like, wait, was this a Japan show? Because it felt so long ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, my thing was Harada. Like I just wanted, I was kind of focusing on Harada. I wanted to see why he was the champion. What makes him so good enough, or good enough to be the champion out in Freedoms? And him, like when he did that, he did like a tope outside. I was like, whoa, big man could uh, do uh -huh. a tope outside. Okay, I, I get it now. He's good. And then like the badass, as you said, like the all the 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 punishment he was taking with the light tube and stuff. I I like him. I could see. I see him. Why he, I see why he is a champion. And it was actually it was a Segura that's announced for. Uh, the homecoming, it was uh, Harada that was announced. So, oh really? Uh, I got the, yeah, I got the I got the two confusing. We uh, we will have Harada out here in homecoming. By the way, I just have to say, I'm hoping someone. I, and I never really. I hope someone gives us credit because I'll tell you what, ninety percent of these names was new to us last year. And even now, some of these names are new to us. So I'm just saying, if we accidentally butcher a name, just give us a little bit of credit because, man, oh, man, some of these are a little difficult. So I just had to say it out loud before I, I forget, you know. Uh, and Daisuke was yeah. on. That Daisuke yes. Masaoka was on last year's show. <laughs> I went back and looked at him. Like, I saw the name. I'm like, oh. oh like, like, we only saw them like once or twice. And so, yeah, it's been been a year since then. So can't. Uh, can't hate us too much if we forget uh, one or two wrestlers from a year ago. <laughs> no, no. I, we're being irresponsible podcasters is what we're doing. Right. Fuck it. All right. Our, <laughs> our fourth matchup of the evening is a tag team match as Charlie Evans returns to GCW and teams with Sawyerek going against the team of Masha and Rena. Yeah, this was crazy this uh when i saw that rena and masha were teaming and then charlie coming back with sawyer i thought this might have had a chance especially on this card specifically to steal the show mm -hmm. i don't i don't think they stole the show but wow they had an incredible fucking match and the blood and all the shit that they did was awesome all four of them came out fantastic i want to see this matchup again Ran back with that match shit in New Jersey, and I want to see that New Jersey crowd go crazy with all four of these women in the match because it was it was crazy. It was a really good match. 
Dude, our, our women put it down in GCW. That's what's up. Yeah, listen, listen to that again. Sawyer Wreck and Charlie Evans versus Masha and fucking Rena. I think Rena and Masha, yeah. that Cage of Survival match we said could have been match of the year for Brutal. GCW. And now they're teaming up against, they're going against two other deathmatch women. The, yeah, I was really looking forward to this one and I did not disappoint. So uh, we had Charlie and Sawyer out first. Welcome back, Charlie, number one. Number two, Sawyer likes to come out to deathmatch style matches and shows decked out in white. Please keep that. If no one else does it, please keep it. If you know deathmatch wrestling and the bleeding and everything else, gosh, if you go deep into the tournament, you're going to look so fucking cool covered in all that blood because everybody's going to see it. And I know that's a conscious effort to do that. Please keep it if you can, because there are people like us that love that shit and we actually appreciate exactly what you're trying to show us so with your art in that aspect we get it so on my end please bring it keep it i was like seeing especially during deathmatch tournaments like when they wear the white because then you see it just get worse and worse and worse the entire (laughs) tournament yeah, I love it. And it shows. I mean, if you're wearing black, that blood doesn't show. So it's so cool when you're down there in white and it's just spots everywhere yeah. all over you. Um, so Masha and Rena were out then next. Rena had a huge reception in her home country. And I don't I don't care who it is. Um, I'm trying to think of who it was. Who is the um, who is the wife of Alistair? Um, shoot. She was just recently. Yeah. Great example. I love when people return home to their home area or home country and they have that wonderful moment where they're like, here I am. Like that moment that she had with the Puerto Rican flag out was just beautiful. And it was really cool to see Rena come back home and just get that home treatment the hero's treatment so the hometown hero <laughs> shit that's how i wanted to say it <laughs> uh, real side too they were going to squash uh zelina in puerto rico <laughs> with ria like but they, they heard wow. the reaction that she was getting out there so they let it go but i was just like wow that would have been crazy like that that's what i hate when wwe does that shit like you squash them and just see me like it's good for certain points like especially for heels but just not every time you go somewhere to a face's hometown, you know what's going to happen. Like there's going to be some embarrassing actor they're going to get, they're going to lose or something. So it is kind of nice seeing GCW freedoms and the Japan give their home, uh, their homework arena, the applause and seeing given with GCW, letting her kind of get over and do some stuff for her home crowd in a positive way. I, I always enjoy seeing, uh, big feel good stories on, as you said, the homecoming, uh, I'm coming for the wrestlers. Okay, so my number always moves. I, I can't remember if I started in four years old, five years old, but I was like 83, 84, 85, maybe. I started watching wrestling full on. Uh, NWA, WWF. I've watched WWF enough to know. I, I have to say it because uh, the WWF is always slow to react to their fans to such a point to where I have seen some wrestlers get over and by the time the wwe is ready to roll the the machine on them their pop is already finished becky lynch they did this too they could have really done something with her we have a situation right now with uh i'm trying to think of his name over la yeah la night yeah like yeah stone cold rock yeah man he's over there killing it right i actually like it honestly if you're gonna go after you know if you're gonna do that i mean you know 
I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be the next generation's Valvinus, you know. So it's <laughs> it's better that he picks some decent people. But you know, he was out here in Vegas and did his thing. I never got a chance to see him locally. I did, did a you? couple matches there when yeah. he was um still. Uh, oh my God, it wasn't even Eli Drake. I forgot the other name that he used out here. Um, uh, yeah, I did was he that. like that then, or did this just recently develop the the mic work? It's improved. Uh, he had really good mic work in Impact Wrestling near the end. Like he was, he kind of like how EC3 got super over. Like he got, uh, he got super over near the end of his Impact run, where he was. They were. He was getting like the pops now that he was back then for Impact, but he was doing mm-hmm. way more of the like the yeahs and stuff like where it came too much, where he kind of was using a little bit of what worked then, but also kind of dropping it. But it is something that kind of did progress more and more frequently over time. So something I just want to say, the women were wrestling in glass from the previous match. And that's something that I'm not too fond of. It's not really giving them a clean slate to work with. But also fans were loving that Rena and Sawyer face off that first happened in the beginning. The first weapon used in this match was uh, Rena slamming her uh, her body onto a pile of chairs. Rena then needs a name for slamming someone head. It's like... Okay, that move where she takes someone, puts their head on a chair, and then slams it with another chair. There needs to be a move for that, like a name for that move. Gosh, everything I'm saying is backwards day. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there needs to be a, a, I don't know. It's another one where I, I need to come up with a name. It's like Effie's, Effie's uh, tarantula. I know we have a name on it, but uh, I want to improve on it sometime. Next time I see him, I want to be like, call it this. Uh, <laughs> which would be an absolutely rude thing to do to someone. Uh Masha had a few nice spots in this one. I didn't really write them down per se. Like I said, we kind of have looser notes here. Rena set up a barbed wire covered board in the ring and blew a kiss to Charlie. And then Sawyer ends up putting Rena through the board. All four women had a stand up blow to blow fist fight about halfway through the match that the crowd just ate alive. Sawyer brought out gusset plates and all four have them in their hands. They end up pounding them into their own foreheads and then headbutting each other. Again, this is stuff that 10 years ago we would never see women do. And I don't want to try to take that for granted. Uh, Rena was busted open. Masha, Charlie, and Sawyer at that point all busted open. Sawyer plants wooden skewers into Rena's forehead. Rena was hitting Sawyer with her own big boot, which, again, was cool. Sawyer is kind of keeping that big boot thing. So Rena kind of turned it around on her. It's like pulling the figure four on Ric Flair, you know, disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome chance for coming from the crowd. Our ending here, Rena slammed Charlie onto a bunch of chairs. Our winner here was Rena Yamashita and Masha Slamovich. I'm with you. The women freaking killed it out there. Yeah, if it wasn't for the main event, main event was incredible. I probably would have put this up there for match of the night because all four of them delivered, and it was it was crazy good. And I had high expectations going into it, but they surpassed it. And I would, and this got like the second longest uh, time too to time to kind of tell the story and get through the ultra violence, which I'm glad that they got the time for because with this action, yeah, I, th- I was about to say I wouldn't mind if got longer. I want to see this again. I want to see these four more time in the ring against each other because I thought they did a really good job. Uh, um, with the death match and just, I would like to see a fatal four way, not just teams no more. Like I just want to see yeah, straight yeah. one v one v one v one on these four. I think there'd be a lot, but this was a great match. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, here we are again with another show where the women are just fucking lighting up the card. Great job, ladies. Yeah, and like the the, the crowd too, that like gave them a nice uh, ovation at the end, which I was uh, happy to see. Hell yeah, well deserved. 
our fifth matchup of the evening is Cole. Uh, Cole Red. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I read a line down. <laughs> is Shiggy. Shig. Oh, my Lord. I quit. Shiggy. Shiggy. Shiggy Eerie E. Oh. Eerie A. Eerie A. Yeah, Eerie A. Shiggy Hero Eerie A versus Blake Christian. I could get that. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad to see Shiggy uh, get this matchup, um, and I think he. he I, I can't remember. Was it for the world title? Because I can't remember uh, if it was. But like on here on Death on Cage Match, it says it was. But without any commentary, I, I yeah. honestly don't remember if it was for the belt. But um, I was. What did I like seeing Shiggy just in general? I think he fits in and could do a lot of like. He had a really good match against Brian Keith and. And now with this different opponent, Blake Christian, with a more high flyer instead of just a striker and a, just a tough son of a bitch as Brian Keith was, this is a different stylistic matchup. And he just fit right in. Like, he he goes and fits in to whatever's needed of him throughout whatever type of matchup uh, is required of him. And I enjoyed this matchup with him. And Blake, <laughs> Blake's just an asshole. He did some shit. <laughs> that shit just gets underneath my skin, as always. But um, I was glad to see Shiggy get this match with Blake because I really liked uh, what we've seen from Shiggy so far in a GCW ring. All right. So the first thing I want to mention, this is the feel good spot. And I know you probably wanted to say it, but you saw it in my notes. Irie comes out to Cole Radrick's music. These two are really good friends. You can see it on Twitter all the time. They, you know, they like to post pictures of each other from when they were last together, you know, and he's, he's just seems like a nice guy. What else can you say? You know, he, he seems like someone I'd want to hang out with. Like there are some people, and I know you've probably had this too. Every now and then you'll come across someone where you can just look at them and you know, they're thinking something funny and you almost laugh or smile when you just look at every uh, once or twice in my life, I've come across someone like that, where I look at him and I'm just like that motherfucker. Like he's got a joke in his head or something like, um, anyway, back to it. Blake didn't go for much heat before the match. It was not his style in Japan. He kind of went a different way. But, of course, that's because that's kind of the way everything is. It's more hands-off the fans, at least yeah. in this show. So they go to shake hands, and Blake shakes Iria's finger. Uh, Blake was coming out aggressive and to the point. He was just trying to destroy Iria early. He was, um, he was very focused. And a focused Blake in ring is a very dangerous Blake. He has a uh, he has a propensity to smother his opponent with his quickness. You know, he'll hit you with a move. The minute you go down, he's already ready to hit you with the next one. And he's already jumping over the rope to hit you with the next one before you had a chance to react to number two. So um, I put in my notes here that Irie to me is a GCW style performer. That's that's what I think. I think him and Toru should come over together, maybe be a tag team death match. Even I, I don't know if Shiggy does death matches. Uh, he needs to. He looks like he <laughs> he's could. Like, fuck. Yeah, he looks like he could, but he's like one of those ones I see and like, yeah, he fits in GCW. And I like, there's like certain wrestlers there that like we see him once and like they just fit right in. And he's definitely one of them. Um, him and Segura would be a fun tag team. I always like the yeah. like the thunder lightning kind of a powerhouse and quickness and he could be the powerhouse and Sakura could be the quickness. I, I like that tag team. It's an idea. Um, <laughs> Blake is putting on a good show. That's something I did want to mention. There were all heart chants coming from the crowd. 
I thought that was really interesting. Basically, American booking was thrown out the window that night. It was all about having fun and bringing the fans into the show. That's the way I want to put that. Our ending here, Christian hit a curb stomp on Shiggy. So our winner ended up being Blake Christian in this match. Uh, how do you feel? Tell me what you tell me what you're thinking about this one. Happy. It was a good. It was a good match. I was expecting a little bit more, but it wasn't also given. Uh... I think it was like only yeah nine minutes. It wasn't given as much time to kind of tell a story throughout the match. But throughout all these matches, they kind of didn't. So uh, I just had a little bit different expectations at into this match. But overall, I thought it was good and wouldn't mind seeing it ran back. And um, I think uh, oh no, never mind. Yeah, I, I would like to see this one ran back too, and like just give it a little bit more time because I think they could have done some cool stuff. But since it was kind of just a match to, as you said, a fun matchup. I think it hit uh, what it needed to, what it intended to do. I think it definitely uh, fulfilled that. So after the match, Irie shakes Blake's finger, just how Blake did it to Irie. Um, Blake's hand is then raised as the fans chant GCW. So again, everyone went home happy on that. Well, they haven't went home yet, but they went home happy if they were uh, Blake Christian fans. And yeah, we weren't seeing heel Christian. Kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah, I I wonder if he was just doing that kind of more ser- trying to be more serious over there, just because I think I want to say that was his first time. I think I remember him tweeting out like, "Hey, my first time in Japan. Thank you guys. Mm-hmm. It's always been a dream." And I think so. Maybe he was just trying to focus on putting on a good performance and not really uh, the character, right. work, which is fine right. because, like as we've said, this is not a story-driven shows. Uh, these shows, but they kind of weaved it in here and. I don't think that matchup that was going to set up anything, but it was nice. He showed off his in-ring work and that's what he was there to do for that match. And I think he did a good job. Well, you know how GCW is the storylines change so much. And I'm sure that Blake's been working his entire career to go to somewhere like Japan, you know, drop the damn storyline for one night and put on your best shell. It's, I think yeah. that's what he decided to do. Yeah. And he did it. I, I just wish it would have given him a little bit more time and uh, throughout this match, but it was a good match. And that will lead us into the main event, which is, well, I'd never even heard his name before. First name. <laughs> uh, Masashi Takeda. Oh, Masashi Takeda. I always just say Takeda. That's why I saw the name. I'm like, what the Yeah, fuck? yeah. Takeda's uh, fine. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I was going to stick there, but I figured we got to throw in that first name since it's up there. Takeda versus Joey Janela. And this was typical. This was not typical. This was Joey Janela we see when he has to deep di- dive down deep and get violent and crazy and like you saw when just when he came out you saw the look in his eyes it was it was the bad boy look going on <laughs> and I was excited because I just I saw the light tubes I knew him going against Takeda and what Joey especially did during TOS he's enjoying I don't know if he's enjoying it but he's doing the death matches a little bit more often and getting a little bit more violent and crazy which has uh been fun to see and always nice to see Takeda in the ring and especially against Joey Janela in the in this main event Takeda shined and I'm so glad to see Takeda get all this uh time on GCW and I want to see it more in the states but I know uh everything that he's had to do with it uh deal with out there with family and stuff like that um I will just be appreciative to see this match because this was crazy. I don't think Brett said it was top in his top three. I don't know if it was top three. It was really fucking good, but uh, I don't know if it was top three, but that's his opinion. That's it. That was his top three, but it was a fucking awesome match. 
it was really 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 good i'm not gonna rank it because i just i just can't yeah. i don't know where anything would go but i walked away from it going that was a freaking good match um all right so just to kind of give you a visual the ring ropes were covered in glass tubes might as well just go there right now i did like takeda's looking music joey came out looking like the adonis he is uh takeda chance and then joey chance from the crowd masashi was sent into the light tubes chest first and then joey next that's how we started our match takeda grabbed the tube and started cutting joey's forehead joey started bleeding pretty good after that point takeda grabs chairs he makes a light tube bridge joey then hits the razor's edge through the light tube bridge on takeda following a stiff chair shot takeda was laughing at joey's punches i did like the little i'm a crazy guy i like the pain kind of thing takeda was now bleeding he has a nasty cut on his arm and you can see he has a little bit of concern for it because he keeps checking takeda was then cutting joey's head with scissors joey answers with his own nasty chair shot less than 10 minutes in and so much has happened i didn't even get a chance to put it in the notes something worth mentioning uh joey was getting that cut checked as takeda set up uh chairs at a ladder and you could see like joey puts light tubes on the chairs both men were fighting on top of the ladder joey then suplexes takeda onto the chair and to bridge which was just a nasty shot same thing he keeps checking that arm both were swinging light tubes on each other at one point they're having a fight with scissors again medical was helping out joey with the cut again at that point again this whole thing kind of sidelined a part of the match because they were just trying to get it under control i think some people that were lesser would probably stop the match or do but yeah he held in there um deathmatch fans needed to tune in that's what i put in my notes especially old school gcw fans it's the shit we like we had Janela out there, 2018 style, which was fantastic. Um, Joey fails to pin Takeda at minute 15. There were Takeda chance to rally him back. Again, great storytelling from Joey and Takeda. Takeda then went on a ladder. It was a swanton onto Joey covered in light tubes. Joey um, had a tube busted in his mouth. Our ending here was Takeda. He finally pins Joey. It was a really hard-fought match. Our winner, Masashi Takeda. Uh, it was fun as hell. I miss old-school GCW. Originally, this kind of match was why I used to watch. I'm not going to pull any punches. No lie, no bullshit. That's exactly why I watched GCW was for stuff like this. Yeah, it definitely had old school feel. Like the last, like the last half of that match was <laughs> nuts. I think right after that suplex through the 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 superplex actually threw off the ladder onto the chairs and light tubes. That was so crazy. Like even mm-hmm. the, the way that some of the light tubes are set up, I'm like, no, Joey, don't do it. Like some of the light tubes are like down one angle, of the chair and sticking up, and the other uh-huh. like, flat. I was like, oh my god. And then when Takeda hit that, like that was one of those ones I had kind of winced and like. Is he all right? Okay, he's good. <laughs> but it was that was a crazy match, and it was old school. Like you said, it felt like old school Joey. It felt like old school GCW death matches. And I mean that I I don't live and die with the death matches as some of the GCW hardcores. Like I want to see it more often than what we're seeing it now. Yes, but I also don't think it needs to kind of like overshadow some of the stuff that's kind of been going on in GCW that's new and different and I've been enjoying like by Kingo Commander yes, like the Lucifer yes. stuff like but I, I kind of like how 
they've been doing that just uh, like with LA, we're going to get extreme and Lucha New Jersey. I'm going to expect some death matches there. And I, I'm glad to see like, especially these three nights of death matches. It felt like old school GCW shows um, with seeing all that death matches, but I, I like how they've been kind of, I don't know, like spreading it out a little bit, but I just want to see mm-hmm. a little bit more often is what I'm saying. Like the I like Japan, I know I'm gonna get the death matches, so I was excited to see all that. But I don't I, I don't know. I'm I'm going around in circles here. I, I felt old school and I did enjoy it, but like how you said, like that's the reason you got into like I got into it too, but and it felt like that, just I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I got one for you. <laughs> Because, you know, GCW is in their Lucha phase right now, and they're into a Japanese phase right now, which is what a lot of larger independent companies shoot for. Again, we're looking at, you know, we're looking at UECW. Um, how long do you think before this Lucha thing becomes even bigger and WWE maybe brings in something? I know they're trying uh, to find a replacement Lucha for, for Rey Mysterio anyway. So I'm trying uh, to think- I'm waiting for history to repeat itself. I think that AEW or Ring of Honor is going to develop a cruiserweight or some type of a lucha division and call it such. And I think with the way Tony calls back, he may just do that. That's where I was going. I was like, I think they're going to think Ring of Honor is using them and probably the best of now Commander and Vikingo actually teaming and they actually had matching outfits on AEW. And Ooh, it that's seems like they're going to put them together as a team, which is going to be awesome. Because one of my, uh, I forgot their name, but my, one of my favorite tag teams watching was Paul London and uh, Brian Kendrick. Um, oh, they were so good. What was their name? I know. I can't think of the name, but like watching them just in the ring, they were the high flying, different stylistic matchup. But like on SmackDown, they were like must see TV for me every time they're on. Mm-hmm. They were putting on crazy, cool, and innovative matches. And I think that's what. Ring of Honor is going to probably start doing here, maybe even AEW if they start using Commander and Vikingo more, because I think they could do a lot of fun stuff. And like this week, they were tag team twice on uh, AEW programming, so I was able to see them twice as a tag team. I could kind of see that, as you said, like this is ECW using Rey Mysterio and Psychosis for the first times, and then six months later, we see them on WCW, and uh, I I would like to kind of see the lucha keep on going but i don't want to see like lucha in the new south i think that's where i was leading when i kind of got confused i really like how territorially they're doing shows specifically for that for those fans i just wish they would find a little could find other little venues or cities or states or commissions whatever they're doing in that same territory to display and give the fans more death matches you know what I'm saying? Mm. like in like the new south like when they're in the south we don't really see much of the death matches out in the South with GCW when they were out there where we see it like in other places. So I think I just want to see a little bit more spread out, but happen a little bit more often. Um, the death match scenes. So I got one for you here. We have Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Um, do you remember who their valet was? hooligans? Were they the hooligans? They at one point, yes, they were the hooligans. What I remembered about them was they always had matching, like they were blue and white and stuff like that. Their their gear. Uh, Sorry, what was that question you asked me? The manager? Who was their valet? Oh, hold on. Um, rest in peace to her. That's why I'm kind of mentioning it. Ah, man, she won. She won tough enough. Oh, was Ashley? Uh huh. Ashley. Wow. Yeah, she was. She was there. I don't uh, remember, but then I kind of do now. 
And their first uh, tag team win was against Eminem. I miss them too. They were so damn yeah. good back in the day. Crying out loud. They had Kendrick. They had the hooligans. They had Eminem. I think at that time, well, not being the greatest, but Deuce and Domino. Yep. You had the Hardy boys rolling through there. That like, wow, that was a nice division. Yeah, they had a nice division for a while. And they didn't do shit with it sometimes. <laughs> not going to lie. So um all right back to my notes uh joey grabs a mic and no 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 no. i got sidetracked with you actually this is the fun part is when we get sidetracked that's when we're really talking um joey grabs a mic many years ago i was inspired by this legend he's talking about takeda he calls him a deathmatch god so i don't know how but the wrestlers just start fighting out of nowhere the bell is constantly ringing like to stop everyone no one's fucking stopping the bell never works i love it um joey was basically yelling to tell everybody to stop he then grabs a ref and fucking punches him and knocks him down uh sides are drawn joey joey is primarily directing traffic for the gcw side and you know kind of telling him what to do and how to do it so it was a nice setup for the next night and it gave the fans something to chew on is i think the best way to put it yeah i like so. how they set it up too because like yeah joey was praising takeda then masha came from behind and attacked takeda then someone for freedoms came out attacked masha someone and then yeah <laughs> i like how it spilled into the ending and it felt chaotic and those are kind of like the battle, like when shows end, like in battle lines are drawn and like they wrestle throughout the whole arena and like that's how the show ends. I think those are always kind of cool because you're just like anxious to find out what happens on the next one. And then after this one, I was really excited to see uh, what would happen the next night on Planet Death with GCW going against Freedoms because uh, I've been enjoying their kind of collaboration lately. And especially I think I don't think it's ending anytime soon No, um, with their trip coming up to Corican Hall, which I think is going to be insane. And I think that's... Cork and Hall is going to be a fun-ass show. I'm really excited for when they return back to Japan, especially with these storylines being set up for the return coming up here soon. Um, I just enjoyed how they kind of drew the battle lines at the end of the show. Okay, so let's look at good old Cork and Hall here for a minute. I have to. Um, capacity is around 2,000 seats. So um, I don't know if you ever wanted to check that out, but... That's a that's a pretty good attendance for GCW. Just like, yeah, that would be yeah. a crazy attendance if they could get that out there. Cause I, I the only place only time I've ever seen Coracon Hall use is New Japan. So I don't know what other companies what they're drawing out there in Coracon Hall. Cause that was the first thing I kind of thought of too. Is like I know it's a smaller venue, but I wonder how many people are going to show up there compared to like a New Japan show. So I'm interested to see that because even this though is a great turnout we always see a great turnout uh whenever in the first ring in uh Shinkiba. so uh i hmm. think there will be a lot of fans at cork and hall it, it could be a, one of those crazy historic shows for gcws up in japan now which would be awesome to see as always okay so funny thing it says uh kirk and call a kirk and hall was uh made and ready to go in 1962 it still held the same 2000 people it held the boxing events for the 1964 summer let's see yeah the summer olympics so um it's important um let's see what else it's it's lived through a ton of earthquakes so but yeah it is the place if you're going to watch wrestling out there so i'm really happy that they're stepping up to that next level Okay, hold on. Sorry, I gotta totally switch here. Go for it. Did you see Rena at the end of during this brawl? 
Like Rena's like everyone's on like one side of the ring brawling. Rena's kind of like by herself, <laughs> and no shit. She like is pointing at somebody like in the middle of the ring. There's nobody there, and then she starts throwing imaginary punches at nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that. I just had to point that out real fast. It was pretty funny. Yeah, she's pointing and yeah, yeah. Oh, did you see? There's here. another guy that she was doing that too. She's sharing oh, a okay, like, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, get him, get him. But it looks like the way she was like saying get him looked like she was throwing the punches. Oh my gosh! All right, so what should we do? Just run into our memorable moments from this one and. Yeah, on to the next quick. one. Kind of I thing? don't. I I I have like very similar what you have. I have sweet. Your first, third, and fourth one are the ones that were for mine. <laughs> you can say them then. You say them. Uh, I was gonna say it was nice having all the death matches. It yes, filled that yes. filled that void. Um, the women's match absolutely stepped up and delivered a crazy good match. Which I think, if it wasn't for the main event, which was my most memorable moment, seeing Joey and Takeda going at it and all the crazy spots they did the last half of their match. Um, if it wasn't for that match, the women's would have been the main event. But having those two matches out of the six was good enough to make a good enough card to go out and watch by itself. And um, yeah, I was just happy to see that, as you said, the death matches that you kind of have it. <laughs> Yeah, you and I are you and I are right there. Takeda and Janela being a classic. I miss uh, violence. The last match had it. I miss death matches. We got that in this one. Um, that was the new face of war to me. That's what I'm going to remember. All right, and now we're going to be covering the, the second show from GCW's tour in Japan, as it is GCW's Planet Death, still from the Shinkiba first ring in Tokyo, Japan. And we do have a, just some uh, quick pre-show remarks before we head into this review. Yeah, this was day two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it was day two, you know, and I was just happy to be sitting down again, watching them back at Shinkiba. Uh, seeing Planet Death in any freaking form is nice. Um, yep. I mentioned a little earlier, but the last one was September 26th of 2022. Same venue. Um Please bring it back to the United States. We like Planet Death in the United States too. Please. Yeah, that was that was one of my biggest complaint about Collective was no Planet Death um, being out being out here for the Collective. But in Japan, and I saw Planet Death, I was like, okay, this is going to be like all death matches. This is going to be the hardcore yeah. show. <laughs> and that's kind of hard to say after the last show was uh, pretty much all death matches too. So this was a good one though. I really uh, enjoyed this one. I like how it started off too. Um, with the first match of Shane Mercer versus uh, Shiggy. Okay, I'm going to say it right this time. Shiggy, Iro, Irie. 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 EA. EA Sports. I forgot. Damn it. Yep. Irie Sports. Ah, damn. It's in the name. All right. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty, that was pretty good. Um, okay. So, yeah. I'll give you that one. That was a I good one. Joke. I'll give you. That was a good one. So what do you think about this match? You you know I was excited. Two the, beefy the two, fucking yep. dudes. I was ready for uh was that a big big man slapping meat over there? <laughs> this was gonna be a good one out. And I was wondering as it was starting off and I didn't see any fuckery in the ring, so that I got my answer right away. But well uh, when I saw Shane Mercer coming, I was like, Are we gonna death match here with Shiggy and Mercer? But mm-hmm. it's fine, even though it didn't get death match. I, it's fine because uh Shane Mercer's incredible without the death matches. I just prefer to see the ultraviolet Iron Demon uh, a little bit more often. All right. So here we go to rock and roll. Irie out again to Cole's music. 
what an awesome friendship between those two. Shane was out to Iron Demon chants from the Japanese crowd. How freaking cool is that? Both men are strong. They're bulky. We got two tanks going at it. It was like, it reminded me of when Mercer was up against, uh, when he was up against Toro Segura. It was a fantastic match. Segura is big enough to where I didn't even notice. That's one of the few that Mercer's ever had a problem with, you know, eating around anywhere has been Toro. Like he's just thick, I'm guessing. Uh, Brett was then on commentary. I'm guessing that they changed it up. They're like, okay, we do need someone talking. So Brett was on commentary with Kikutaro. It was a fun conversation back and forth with them the whole freaking night. Um, sometimes he had to, um, you could tell Brett was kind of pulling material out of Kiku every now and then. And that little, that little exchange and the personality difference between those two was just a fun interplay throughout the night. And I really enjoyed it. A good example of that breast Brett asked uh, Kiku if he likes bowling and he kind of held for a minute there and he's like, uh, we bowling and <laughs> you know, stuff like that was just everybody at any age can laugh at that. Uh, Kiku, here was the one where he says he misses Cole in Japan. We talked about that a little earlier in our show here. Me too. Uh, Irie uses one of Cole's moves, which is something I also wanted to mention. We had this is awesome chance coming from the crowd. I will mention a spot here where Mercer with the uh, overhead fallaway slam on Shiggy. Then there was another where Shiggy threw his body into Mercer and launched him from the apron across the floor. Mercer was warming up the yeet machine, but unfortunately didn't get a chance to use it i'll go into the ending here mercer goes to the top turnbuckle with uh, shiggy in his arms and hit the moonsault and battery for the win so here we go uh mercer picks up his first win with uh with the win ha, nine minutes and 11 <laughs> seconds i don't know what the fuck i was trying to say there i guess i don't have notes i guess i don't know what's going on but uh, for for nine minutes of time we, we got a really full match and uh, I think you can agree with that. There was a lot of action here. Yeah, and this was like, I like the stylistic matchup between these two, too. They were uh, very similar. And every time Shiggy does that, yeah, like that uh, kind of cross body when the eight person's sitting on the apron and the, they go flying out uh, to the floor, that move that just looks like a car crash every single time I see that move. And it's it's a one move I always kind of like watch with one eye open, too, because I wonder just how, how the body's going <laughs> to splat onto the floor and what's going to happen. But, um, I this was this was a fun matchup, a great way to start uh this uh night two of or yeah, GCW store Planet Death. And I wouldn't mind seeing these like I know I said a lot, like these like stylistically, these two were awesome. Like I would like to same thing, given more time. I think these two could have a, a fun matchup or even as a tag team. As we say, Mercer kind of fits in with everybody as a tag team. This would be a nice hot hmm. tag team that could cause a lot of problems if they are ever to team up, I think. I don't know who it is, but there is a perfect partner for Shane Mercer out there because I think Shane Mercer is one half of a perfect team. I don't know who. Yeah. I don't know who. Give the big man a break so when it's time that he can whip those people all around the ring. So I don't know. Uh, Mercer, again, he posed, left, being very respectful, lots of bowing. Um, It's just nice to see from a strongman type character, too. Because you think they're just machines and da da da, and at the end of it all, they show respect. That's you know a good example for kids also. So I'm kind of a big on that. Yeah, I like them because it shows for me. It shows like they they appreciate the opportunity to even get out to go out there and to perform. 
And a lot like when they all posted, all the wrestlers posted like on Twitter showing their appreciation. I always think that's always cool because they don't take it for granted of what they're able to do as an independent promotion to go overseas as often as they are, especially to places like Japan and coming up Germany and Australia. I think Australia is on on the horizon. I could be wrong on that. Oh, one, yeah, it is. It yeah, is. It's like, been announced. Oh, OK. So I, I always enjoy seeing the wrestlers be appreciative and understand what what they're able to do and uh they don't take it for granted i always appreciate seeing that and they also don't take any shit from those people either they're over there to fight <laughs> that's one thing i can say for sure those guys <laughs> like fighting over there our second matchup is a six-person tag match as team gcw blake christian gringo loco and joey janela go against the team of takashi sasaki tomo oh my god you were doing so good it's gonna be me tonight uh how you had problems (laughs) (laughs) well you know what it's your turn i had like two or three Uh, nights in a row so this one's (laughs) this is to you buddy it's all yours Uh, it's gonna be one of those ones uh i enjoyed it i i like seeing these the matchup too it was a perfect representation of i think gcw and team freedoms here and they kind of start uh finished what they started off the night before with the brawl uh with team T- gcw and freedoms and now we can kind of see gcw's especially this team is leaning into the heel tactics they're going into i'm we're the bad guys we're the foreigners here and i enjoyed seeing i always like seeing gringo loco as a heel and uh but seeing him kind of dive into it i always enjoy because he gets he goes to like a different level when it's time to turn it on and Mm-hmm. badass gringo definitely goes to another level well it's like daniel bryan you know he's always he's got a gear that a lot of other people don't have and when he needs to he can rush in and freaking hit it it's kind of how it works there uh team freedoms was out first two of three of those men are carrying belts on their shoulders then we have team gcw joey's out with his team he has one of the new shirts on from the tour the uh gcw japan tour shirt i'm I'm a big fan of talent wearing the GCW gear, fancy the shirt and they want it. It's kind of like this. If you see any GCW gear on here tonight, just go to gcwmerch.com and you can find it on there. Like drive that traffic to the website because I'm going to tell you, there's been quite a few times my wife is like, oh my gosh, I like that shirt. And then we're on the website. (laughs) So uh just wanted to mention that right off the top. Um, I've gotten to that age where I like my tag match to follow the rules about 60 to 75% of the time. You really learn to appreciate the structure and what drama could provide. I guess that's something I've gotten with my time. Also, if you're going to have four men in the ring, because we're seeing that GCW generally likes to have a lot more tag teams, the structure is nice because you can have a singles match, you can have a tag team, and you can have a four-way or even like a tornado or scramble all at one time with a proper tag team, 2v2, 3v3. I really do like those a lot. I mean, with the way the talent is, I'm not surprised if we have more trios at some point. It's kind of funny to say, but we do have a lot of great talent out there. And uh, uh, trios is really reaching, but we have Thrussy, we have SGC. Well, we we may not always have SGC. I don't want to touch on it too much. I'm not sure. But as of right now, Justice isn't doing too much with us and 
that's just how it is. Everybody has their preferences. So his preferences right now, he wants to do something different or so be it. So hopefully we see him back soon because he's our, he's our guy that falls off of all the high shit. And that's something that GCW is kind of known for is, you know, those are the highlights sometimes that are shown throughout the week to wrestling fans. It's worth memory. You know, it's worth remembering, you know, those, those high spots, those big falls, those big, you know, that's what people see. So yeah, I just miss the dude. I'm one of those people, man. I, I appreciate what, what dude brings. So hopefully we see him back soon. Um, I don't know if you wanted to say anything on that or not really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's I nothing. Think that, yeah. Like I, I did kind of say though, for a while, it seemed like they were being used a little bit too a much, lot. like yeah. or kind of, kind of took away the, the fun, the walk, the, atmosphere because it was just on all the time as we as um mm-hmm. as we were seeing for a while so i think now though if justice were to come back as like sgc like maybe even as a surprise to come in and help let's say manders and warner i think that would be a cool little pop and moment there because we haven't heard the well we haven't heard the walk for a while <laughs> in gcw at least and um i don't know though because i kind of like seeing mance warner getting the singles kind of time and push especially this match uh-huh. against Ringo Loco like that's that's these are the matches I want to see Mance Warner in and when Justice was kind of around and when they were doing that SGC stuff those are matches we weren't able to see for a while mm-hmm. and I kind of want to go I kind of like to see uh Warren Mance Warner kind of go back to the singles but like you could always come back to SGC like once a month or Correct. once yeah. every two months you could always come back and do a trios match and get the Good pop and the fun SGC split screen going on, and then let him go off into singles. Like you could always come back to it, and I'm kind of hoping that's what's kind of happening right now with SGC because I'm the same. Like I like while I was saying like they were all over the place, and kind of felt like the aura was kind of dwindling a little bit. I think this might be kind of a little calm down, not seeing him, and then once it pops back up, I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere to hear walk again in GCW. And I hopefully they could set it up for a right moment for Justice if he does decide to come back. Because I don't, like you said, I don't know. I don't want to get into it too much either because I don't know what's going on and stuff. I just kind of seen what I've seen and kind of read what I've read. But nothing's, it's independent wrestling and it's wrestling. Never say never to anything. So, well, um, yeah, everybody has an opinion. He was, he was basically just saying Brett was playing Moneyball. So yeah. That's, I mean, I'm just, we're all fans here. We're hardcore. You're an hour or so into the damn show. It's okay to just talk, talk, just us. You know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of what he said on uh, one of his replies to someone that I saw. So it just stuck out. That's what I saw. I'm not going to bullshit. That's what I read. So <laughs> that's how it is. Uh, you know, if DX can come out in wheelchairs and throw fucking glow sticks every two months, I think it's okay for SGC to come out every couple months and just tear the place apart. Like, okay, look at it this way. Maybe, see, that's reaching too far. What I was thinking, my original thought was to give them the new Jack treatment. Just play fucking Pantera and let them tear hell in the ring and around the arena for four to five minutes. Game over. It's done. It's an idea. Um, kind of like what they did at Hammerstein. And you know what? Honestly, that would be okay once every couple months. Right now, Manders just won the bunkhouse, and he's in a great spot. And Mance Warner is one year overdue from a title of some kind in his hands because he's he's getting it. And again, he's got that stone cold vibe to him. And uh, there's a lot there that's very possible if um, if we wanted to really tear the 
you know, hopefully we never, I got three thoughts in my mind. I'm so sorry. Okay. Let me kind of put it down to this. Mance Warner deserves a fucking shot. He deserves to maybe carry that title for a while. He's worked really hard. I, if Blake Christian can have a chance, I don't see why Mance Warner couldn't have a chance to see what he could do with it. Let him breathe, let him call some shots, let him pick some matches and see if what he, um, he brings to the table as a champion is something that the fans may be interested in. I am curious about that. I think he's a hard worker and uh, he knows his shit. He's a good wrestler. I uh, man, he's at the fucking tables talking to people. He's always out there. He's nice as can be. I have nothing personally, but the kindest of words to say, he's so nice to us, the podcast. I mean, the whole nine. Um, after, like I said, Ric Flair, I repeated a hundred times after Ric Flair's retirement, that motherfucker should have shot to the moon. Didn't yep. happen. So I agree. So I'm right there with you. Maybe the JCW title. I love you, Oliver. And oh my God, I said that in front of an Oliver fan, but giving him a title somewhere needs to happen. Give me a title chase for a month, but something, you know what? That's the other thing too. Who's our next uh, challenge for the JCW title? Is it at JCW? homecoming? Yeah. Or GCW. JCW, uh, Oliver's uh, title, homecoming, the right? Sunday, yeah, the Sunday show, uh, or the 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 it's the day show um, against uh, Griffin McCoy. Okay, it's going to okay. be cool because that's that's Griffin's a cool story. Good. But like as you as you just said though, like you just said the magic word. I think that's what made me click. And like the the chase, like there's no like there's not a chase for the belt. It's just like hey, it's my turn. I get this match. Boom, done. Like it kind of takes away from building up. Uh, like momentum and building up like a reason for me to get emotionally invested is just as you said, mm-hmm. there's no chase. It's just like, boom, there's a title match, even though you lost your last 12 in a row. Like that just takes everything away from for me. Like I kind of missed the chase of seeing Gage chasing after RSV. Like the whole chasing well, aspect I love. I got it right here for you. Here's what's going on. Uh Blake is a cowardly heel. It's hard to book a strong champion as a cowardly heel when pressure comes on he's gonna run and that's the problem and part of the reason why he's booed is he runs out of the ring he buys time he'll do some bullshit and run off see that's the booking for him so it's hard for him to really take a stand because booking wise he never does or he only does when he has to and he's forced to have that match and it doesn't feel like it's a problem yeah, they're not building someone to go after it for and to make it make sense is what I'm what I kind of up upset about. And I have been for a while with the title pictures. Like you're not building anybody, you're not building a chase, you're not like you're just announcing matches that sometimes it's cool to see like yeah, Richard Holiday, like that's one. All of them have oh, good things. There. It's just some are way better than some of the other squash regional matches that we get sometimes. Yeah. That's I don't know. Uh, wait, well, uh, up against Adam Priest. You know what I mean? We know he's not going to get the title. There's no bill. There's no nothing. But we know we're going to get a decent match out of it. Should that yeah. have been the main event that night? Uh, so it's time to talk about maybe a new champion. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have thrown that on you. That was but the, yeah, my opinion is, my opinion is, maybe he needed to have the JCW title before he rocked the heavyweight title. And that's what I was going to say. Maybe they could start setting okay, up something okay, with yeah. Jordan if he does happen to lose to Griffin. Or like, I'm just trying to think of it like a single. Like the next one that kind of makes sense is Jordan. He is another singles title holder in the company that's been wrestling all the time. Like, but they can build. Like they they you could make a build towards the 
the the title shot make it make sense why that person gets the shot instead of just this random person i just i i you said that magic word and i just miss i miss the chase i miss getting behind yeah. somebody and rooting for them over a course of a couple of weeks so that way when they finally do earn a title shot or it's given to them somehow like it's makes sense and it's hey i'm going to root for that guy they're on a roll they've been doing good i'm rooting for this person instead of just yeah. like oh pop up and here you go there's like, well, I'm just know, saying, just... with the storyline, just take my mind and take my feelings. Let's go, you know, and that gives it a sense of heightened importance. And they chased, they did a good chase with Blake. Like, Blake teased it all those weeks, which was yes. good and got me emotionally involved every time I saw him. Or, like, I, I don't know. I think they just need to start, like, may, maybe building or having, have a, like, a what, like a scramble for number one contendership or something like that, or a one-on-one match, something like, I think they just need mm. to find a better way to make, booking sense of why so-and-so is getting a title shot and we have so many people in and out it's hard to have a ranking system it's hard to follow anything like that you just can't yeah hmm. i make one I'd you know i make you know, like I know the whole rankings dumb. and stuff like that and keeping track well i'm not against having a poll i mean just gcw maybe throw out a poll there and be like you know what our champion, whoever that is at the time, has went through a lot of people, blah, blah, blah. Who would you like to see challenge our champion again? That moment, that's what happens next week, or I might even happen tonight. I have no idea. Tonight would probably be a better way to kind of do it since he is defending the belt. But uh, like Homecoming, like they're one of their biggest shows of the year, and like it's two weeks away, and there's no like title match announced. <laughs> like it just seems odd, and I don't know. Give it time. We'll give it time. Really? Okay, okay, okay. So night one and night two, they don't have a uh not yet. Well, Blake, I don't think is gonna be able to wrestle night one. I think he's in that new Japan or that all-star festival. But oh, oh, so so that's another point, just letting you know. Uh funny thing. One of the things that Effie was talking about was that GCW is the top independent company in the world. The last two title holders for the uh, company has been contracted TV wrestlers, Masha and Blake. And uh, that was another reason why Effie said he wants to get that title back is because he believes the number one independent company's champion should be the number one independent wrestler in the world. That was a fantastic point. What do you think? I'm like, go ahead, go ahead. I like I'm like, no, I'm trying to like form it in my head before I just spit out. You don't have to have like a like a final answer. I would rather just hear your thought process in your brain. You know what I mean? I kind of agree. Like, yeah, you want that person to be. And and I don't know, like then it gets like we're worried about the independent and signing a developmental, like not even a developmental contract like to say like, hey, show up in Ring of Honor. It's not like you're stuck to that one company. They're able to work right. other companies. I yeah. don't mind seeing Masha being a champion. She's worked for GCW. 20 shows or whatever has earned her way there. Same thing with Blake. Blake has been GCW. Like I consider Blake's GCW or GCW Blake's number one promotion. I consider Masha's number one promotion is GCW. Maybe a little yes, bit more yes. impact now because she's doing more impact, but like I consider that their promotion. Like I don't, I get what he's saying by the contracted, but it's like they're not being withheld to that just same company. Like, Cardona is, it might be one like I get why people would hate on that one, and I would kind of hate it too. Like, but I loved it because it kind of just caused a bunch of chaos. But like, he came in, like, not really an independent wrestler. First match won the belt. That's it. Like, I would be kind of upset. Like, 
who was it a couple like uh, a couple shows ago or maybe it was earlier this year's like they brought in a a name that was like oh shit like that person's gonna wrestle like one or two matches in gcw one's gonna be for the belt they're gonna win and then the other they're gonna lose it like it's i I don't want to give it to somebody that's there for two shows and then leave i don't matter <laughs> you were actually name. thinking of someone or you were just like just giving no that I, I remember seeing a name like, that, like a vikingo or something where he's in wins it out in four matches gone yeah something similar to that okay um okay i, I don't know i i get his point of sticking to the whole independent independent representing gcw but i mean gcw well, some is of the... full of all those people like they're here's like, the other part if you're going to be because independent is obviously not going to have the same tv share not going to have the same market share blah, blah, blah. maybe one of the best um maybe the one of the best independent wrestlers may be the one that has his foot in both how else is independent wrestling going to grow if there isn't exposure outside of that tunnel and just using his thing, like his his criteria, I can name. And I'm just, like, I had to think of this. Like, if you try to think of people that wrestle in GCW that don't really wrestle for TV promotions, like there's Effie, there's Jordan, there's Nick Gage, Joey Janela, and Ali Catch. But like, so is he saying like Speedball like couldn't be champion? Like Speedball's at GCW, even though he's contracted with Impact. Like he's at almost every GCW show possible when he was here, or like all the time. Same with Blake. Blake's been doing it. I don't know. Like, so I just right think now, like that didn't right. limit that that pool. So that for what if his criteria, that's five people. Can you name another Mance Warner? But not really because right, MLW. Right. Does that count? When do the we draw the line? And- Exactly. Where do we draw the line of what it got? That's my only disagreement with his saying. I get the gist of what he was saying, but the way he yeah. labeled that criteria, gotcha. I don't agree with. But that's just my personal opinion. I get what why he wants it though. I get I get his point. Mm-hmm. And I'm just adding on top of it that I think, well, actually I'll go this route. Any good independent wrestler will have some mainstream appeal that will bring up himself the product and the people around him and overall hopefully independent wrestling as a whole how many people have that opportunity to do that if he's doing that cardona can do that we need to strap it on there and let them be um you know our our knight in shining armor get him out there and uh, polish him off we need a deathmatch king Every now and then. And and I don't know why we aren't struck, striking why the iron's hot right now on that. No bullshit. We got Blake Christian when we can have Cardona right now, red hot. Cardona's and over and other companies just stomping promotion. the shit out of people. <laughs> and carrying the belts everywhere, too. That's why uh, I'm... Yeah, here comes that son of a bitch from GCW. I love to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so I mean... Um, <laughs> wow. I'm pro I'm pro Blake Christian and I've said that a hundred times, but right now I'm looking at it and when a couple people kind of chime in, I'm like, huh, I'm not against other ideas at all. And these ideas kind of came in and I'm like, ah, I gotta talk to you about them because yeah, this is something that he mentioned and I get it. But but <laughs> to be truly independent means that you know you have limited appeal also. Otherwise you would be mainstream. That so that's kind of my thing. Like yeah. his criteria limited it to like literally like five people that I could think of that are kind of GCW regulars. Like, like just because I don't know, like speedball, like speedball is like the perfect example. For it's, that. 
he's contracted impact but like he's the lifeblood like he's like the living version of like independent wrestling like he loves going to all these different kinds of shows and like he like he chooses independent wrestling he loves what it represents and all the different styles like i i wouldn't like if he was champion i wouldn't complain like because he was contracted to impact like i don't know it's just like there's so many companies out there like that do kind of offer like somewhat contracts, but they're not like just exclusive exclusive contracts. All right, just for fun, because it was kicking in my head. I got some champions I'd like to see. I'd like to see, which it doesn't seem like it's going to happen, Moxley. I'd like to see Cardona. I don't want to see I don't give a no shit. <laughs> I want to see Gage do it again. Um, who else do we have out there? I'd like to see Speedball for sure. Like Speedball can carry a GCW title nicely. Not only that, but he has a good smile. He's got the he's got the whole nine to carry a company um, appropriately. He never puts on a bad match. I mean, the whole nine there is just a great package. He's one I'm surprised. There's, like yeah. after like the six months since he'd been back in the states after that role, I'm surprised they didn't capitalize then because he was on fire then too. I I don't know. It's just off the top of my head. That's a couple of them that have they're in that atmosphere up there where, um, again, they're not defined then by their opponents. They they are the defining factor. Yeah. yeah. Punch <laughs> chip, huh? All right. So uh, we were talking about that match. So we're talking about the uh, Blake Christian, Joey, Janela, Gringo Loco versus Sasaki, Harada and Toru. So. Joey and team attacked Harada and Squid. And squ- I almost said Squid. Uh, I almost said Squid because I had sushi last night. Um, no shit. They, I, there's actually you don't eat sushi, right? Yeah. Uh, God, we're getting sidelined. You do? Okay. Have you ever went to a place called Kaizen on Eastern? No. Okay. Listen, all you can eat sushi. The whole menu. I think it's like twenty-seven bucks or some shit yeah. like that. It is our place for sushi. We go there and we crush. And I was going to like, there's not a lot of wrestlers who, but I told a couple of them, I'm like, when you guys come back, we'll get you out to where you can have some sushi and just swallow protein like crazy. We'll get you guys out there. And, you know, so it's either that or I'm going to take some guys over to Metro Pizza because that place (laughs) is still winning awards like crazy. Oh, so anyway, back to the show. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, so Joey and team, they attacked Harada and the squad the night before to end the last show. So this very well may be payback from uh, the uh, Team Freedoms side. I guess we'll call them Team Freedoms. That's what I was uh, kind of going with. No, just it makes sense. Uh, so Harada had an early show of strength and completely care- cleared the ring of Team GCW, which I thought was nice. There, He's a champion over there. I think he should have that power if and when he needs it. At some point in the match, Blake was using another gear. He um, His flips were extra flippy. I think this is where we were talking, where he put a little extra on. He put that... You know, put that sauce on those uh, tacos just a little extra, you know, <laughs> just to show them off. But uh, Sasaki moves very well for his age. What I put in here, he has a ton of charisma. His personality won me. I really do like him a lot. I was actually trying to figure out that move that he was doing on the uh, the turnbuckle when he's coming out. Like, you know, how everybody has like a little thing they do like they do. I couldn't figure it out. There were tons of high spots in this match. I'm loving the holy shit chance from the Japanese crowd. Um, the L is a very difficult uh, uh, consonant to say. 
in the Japanese language. So it's funny and completely unexpected to hear Japanese fans say holy shit so well, because you just you heart you hear an R instead of an L. So it's kind of funny. Um, Toro was tough, great facial expressions. I love that he has a deathmatch side to him. He's a uh, large, a solid worker. He uh, ate three consecutive finishers from each member of the GCW team and still survived. Team GCW was supposed to be the heels and the fans cheered them into faces, which kind of turned the booking a little funny. Gringo was all over the place. Most everything that he does is impressive. I think what it is, is the Japanese fans are thankful. So they're like, he's here. I love him. I'm going to cheer the shit out of him. And I think that's how this went. Yeah, they do a pretty good job of showing their appreciation as well uh, to the wrestlers um, throughout these shows. I agree with you on the Harada part. Harada, like cleaning house at the beginning was awesome, like just shoulder blocking everybody. Then, like you see, like Blake trying to come back in later, like so, like oh, okay, I'll go in against him again. <laughs> and Taru selling, I was that's what made me smile because, <laughs> like, right when you read that sentence, I was watching a spot where like he got punched and he's just like. Look sideways and felt like, like, like Maki Ito doing the the uh, the head the head bump. Yeah, the head but that was funny. Like, Toro's awesome. I, I I do love him as well. So so uh, just for fun, then I would take uh, Toru. I like Maki, Masha, or not Masha. Uh, damn, Yamashita. I have five or six. Japanese uh, wrestlers now I really love because of GCW. Just now thought of that. You know most yeah. of the like you're familiar with a couple of these names for me. A lot of them, no clue, dude. No yeah. clue. I, I was really doing all domestic. And some of them don't click to me either. Like like I said, Harada. When we first saw Harada, he didn't click. But seeing him in this form and and this showcase of him, I'm like, yeah, I want to see more of him this way than, than yeah. what he did last time. Yeah, Toru was one that I absolutely love. Sas- uh, Sasaki, that's why I'm trying to figure out who first came out uh, the night prior. Because like, he came out, like, I don't know who that is. Like, he looks familiar, but I couldn't think of the name. And then when he came out, this one, I saw <laughs> That's who that person is. He looked pretty good, too, as you said, like, for... Uh, I don't know if you said his age or whatnot, but, like, he was moving around up. Yeah, uh, he's pretty good, like how you said. He was, he was good. Um. Okay, so I was watching Sasaki up against Janela there. What are you laughing at over there? Or is this funny, dude? Oh, he's, oh, you're still watching the um, another. Yeah, with the Sasaki thing, I really like the idea of Sasaki versus Janela. You know, like the flag carriers of each company going at it. Uh, there was a point where Sasaki was on the top turnbuckle with Janela. Listen carefully. He said, the fight with GCW is just beginning. Also important, Kiku, right after that, says they're looking for a tour in America. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. I don't know how many they're bringing, but I'm cool with it, as long as I see at least my five or six core favorites now that I have out of Freedoms. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know you're in. No shit, I know I'm you're in. Freedom. And I think they're kind of leading to something over these next couple months, like still Freedom. I don't think, I don't think free- we're done with Freedoms. I think Freedoms is somehow going to and get themselves involved with homecoming as we see with already some talent being in, announced by also with the, with Kirk and hall coming up. I don't know. I don't know if they announced the date yet. I forgot, but I know from what it sounded like Brett said, it was going to be soon. Oh yeah. October. They're already going back there in October. So um, I think there's going to be some fun freedom stuff coming up here over these next couple uh, weeks. Um, when they're in like the bigger cities, like LA, like something may even happen in LA to start setting up homecoming, which I'm really hoping so. Cause like I said, Man, there's no world too. title match. 
Okay, so I'm going to give you an honest answer or an honest question I have to ask. Is there still any chance for you to maybe go out? Or are you pretty much like, you know, this show for me, I just, I'm going to be so busy with work and stuff. I just. I'm still waiting for another match match. or two. I mean, Gringo, Mats Warner was a good one. Um, who was like a really, really good one? I was like, ah, oh, that's gonna be. A, I think that's gonna be a show stealer. Um, I'm trying to think of what the other match announced was. I was like, okay, so uh, Jack Carver, Leon Slater. That's I think gonna be really good. Yes. Um, Pay attention yeah. to that match, fans. Let me tell you that that has the propensity to be a very good match for the night. Yeah, and I think Leo Rush was going to be there, but I think because he's hurt, they took him off. I don't see him on here no more. Yeah, that was in my notes. I haven't updated it yet. Uh, hmm. Okay, so LA. LA, we have Nick Gage versus Johnny Game Changer, Lake Christian versus Chris Bay. Uh, the team of Janela and Sawyer versus the Rejects, which I'm kind of still interested in how that's going to go. We have Maki versus Ali versus Steph Delander versus Masha. Cartwheel versus Slater. Los Macisos versus the Unguided. That's uh, some Las Vegas locals. We have Gringo Loco versus Manser, and I have yet to see Effie, uh, Cole, Oliver, Wayne, Alec Price. Uh, listed yet so my gosh um, back in the day that was your average scramble there's a whole bunch of stars in that in all those names i just said now isn't that funny and that's what i was about to say like i know a lot of them are taking nothing it's not a knock on g like but they're taking bookings and all these other promotions around um so that i like i said that new like i don't know if it's a new japan show but that all-star festival the all-star junior festival is getting like all the all the good ones for night one of homecoming so that's why night one of homecoming might be might feel a little bit more old school with uh how they lay out the show and do more storylines and fuckery because a lot of their good in-ring talent that's the junior heavy the junior heavyweights kind of uh won't be there for night one so i'm expecting homecoming to kind of have two different feels on both nights um also fyi for anybody who's looking for t- uh, seats for la the stage is entirely sold out first and second rows entirely sold out um by the time you hear this third row should be completely sold out there's seven tickets left as of friday night and fourth row still has some left <clears throat> oh excuse me uh so i went ahead and went over to eventbrite right and then you can go to the spot for la it says get tickets now they only let you have up to a maximum of 10 at t- 10 at a time right oh, so God. if you go up here you see third row ringside you just keep clicking until it stops and only goes to seven so wow. that lets you know that there's only seven left there. Uh, fourth row ringside goes all the way to 10. So that's let you know that there's more than 10 there. And then G- GA is going to obviously still have some room in there. So uh, letting you know that if you wanted good seats to this show in LA, it's still available. And that's a damn I good think, show. I think I might just sit back and have a cocktail and watch it at home at this point. I don't yeah, know. We'll see. Yeah. Like, I mean, unless I announce like Vikingo Jordan or by Kingo some dream matchup or Jordan some dream matchup saying like I don't know like it's it's a good card it really is but like I just with it being the first week of school and everything right. it's hard enough just going to get these getting these next couple podcasts out and get back on school schedule is going to be uh rough and then the following week homecoming weekend uh I will be out of town so I won't even be watching homecoming uh hmm. until like later on during that week so 
I'll be in LA. Yeah. The weekend after that. Wow. Yeah. This, uh, wow. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing this Detroit show. I'm actually like surprised, but it was smart. We got this show out quickly. Cause I'm just thinking, Oh man, um, I watched about the first half hour or so of it and it kicked off pretty good. So, uh, also shout out to the, uh, to the, uh, podcasters at GC dub, um, Jenny, one of the people that co-host over there was sitting front row. So oh, I was like, yeah. Hey, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you got to get some pictures out there. That's the only way to show that you did it. Oh, that's so, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know, nobody's special we buy our tickets nobody gets anything <laughs> there's no preferential we're we're doing it honest and you know we're paying our patreon thing and we're doing our tickets and we're sending the love <laughs> so uh yeah the yeah seven matches on the uh on the la card so far so we're looking at two still and uh yeah, fingers crossed we'll see we were talking about the japan show where we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're still on match two here. Well, you, you know, you were working, I was working, everybody was tired. So <laughs> we're doing our best here. Um, let's see here. Let me get back to my notes because wow, 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 was I up there here. Let's see. All right. So I'll go to the ending on this match because I kind of went through a lot of the details. So Janela hit a DVD, Gringo Local with a moonsault, and Blake followed up with a 450 on, I believe it was Toru and covers for the wins our winners here blake christian gringo loco and joey janella there was immediate gcw chance throughout the arena the fans love gcw blake and harada face off and both hold their respective belts in the air once again here we are where there might be a champion versus champion face off we need to slap that belt on a big boy because Harada's a big boy and uh i don't know if he can yeet but Blake might give him the chance. So I like I don't know. Rada just pull out some fuckery to scare Blake during the match. <laughs> see, what, see how Blake reacts. Blake's a good man. And uh, he's, you know, he goes up against every single opponent and he always pulls out something fucking awesome. But yeah, the right, right now, the way he's booked is he'd be scared of Harada. So be interested to see how that goes down. Yeah, that was a good match. I think a great way to kind of further that story. And, uh, once again, further another story with possibly Blake and Harada, uh, possibly, as you said, t- uh, title champion versus champion match uh, might be coming up here soon. And I, I'd be all down for that as long as Harada, like I said, get some fuckery going on. <laughs> Our third matchup of the evening is a six person tag match as the team of Charlie Evans, Rena Yamashita and Sawyer Rec go against Daisuke Masaoka. Isami Kodaka and Mia <laughs> Miyamoto. Oh you did Lord. good. Oh, I tried. Oh, um, no, you did. You did great. This one, I was, I didn't know a um, couple of the wrestlers there uh, for this match. So uh, I just was expecting to see what I didn't have any expectations once I saw the names. But after seeing what Charlie, Rena, and Sawyer did the night prior, I was wondering to see how badly they were still uh, showing the battle wounds from the night before. And um, I didn't expect this match to kind of go long just because of what those three women did the night before. But this one went almost 14 minutes and uh, there was a lot of fuckery, surprisingly, still after the night after the night before. And uh, I was glad to see it. I want to get my death matches in while I can. And yep, um, this was another violent and uh, pretty good multi-person death match. 
Okay, so let's see here. 13 and a half minutes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jeez Louise. I'm dying over here. This has been a rough recording for me, I swear. It's like I have to re like have to learn relearn how to ride a bike or some shit. Okay. So if you're watching the match right now, if you go back, my first note says Rena isn't feeling herself. And I can tell from the moment she walks out all the way up until her introduction. If you see, it almost looks like she is not very happy about something. You can see I it. Notice, like, so yeah, it's, it's, it's clear. She is not her normal, happy, crazy self. Like she's in a different, like I said, I don't know if maybe she had an argument or she's just having a bad day or maybe her back hurts or, you know, hip hurts or I must say, or maybe all the yeah. fuckery from the night before and she sees all the fuckery in there. So I wouldn't be too happy going back in that rink. Could be a, could be a screaming migraine. Like you never know what's going on, but I had to mention that because it, it was apparent and there are things I like in each one of my wrestlers. And when they're missing something, you can tell, you know, uh, lots of weapons around the ring, barbed wire board, chairs, you name it. So here we go. Uh, Sawyer was put through the board head first, barbed wire tangled in her hair, a gusset plate put into her head. She got buried in the barbed wire board and chairs slammed onto her and she's bleeding. She got Gringo Loco's big head stapled to her head and she's walking around the ring with it, which was a comical spot. She got her hoo-ha stapled. She also fought most of the match for the women. I put down here, she's a freaking soldier. Uh, Daisuke had a good look. The matches, uh, it matches the feeling of GCW. If he can do any death matches, I think he'd be set with these GCW. Charlie took a solid beating from Yuko Miyamoto. Dude won an MMA tournament. So I think that's kind of something that's worth saying here. The rules broke down momentarily when the skewers came out. <laughs> That's a nice uh, spot worth watching. <laughs> Rena took a serious beating when she was ganged up on. The uh, men's teamwork worked well together. They should win if they keep up that strategy. However, our ending goes like this. Rena piles every bit of fuckery in the ring. She has Daisuke and Razor's edges him uh, basically onto all the fuckery. She covers for three. Our winners here, Charlie Evans, Rena Yamashita, and Sawyer Wreck. To me... It was extremely satisfying because there was about 75% wrestling and 25% deathmatch. And to me, that's a great mix. And um, I don't know, preferential, man. Where, do you, where are you at on wrestling to deathmatches on average? 50-50? I kind of like, like the 50-50. Yeah. Like, I, I just, that's why I kind of like, I, I like Alex Cologne, Drew Parker. I like Rena because they're not just grabbing tubes and just pin each other with the hand that's it like there's actually wrestling involved and wrestling that makes sense and then they end up using turning the wrestling into deathmatch instead of trying to put the deathmatch into the wrestling i i i prefer what they kind of did during this match and i was i was shocked once i saw the fuckery and like like you said the majority of the beginning of the match was all uh wrestling i was like when are they gonna get the fuckery and then when they used it, I was like, oh, okay. It's, it's They mixed it, as you said, good mix. It's a good mix of how they did it. I prefer a little bit more deathmatch, or if there's going to be deathmatch in there. But hey, I, hey, like, you know me. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, liked, I liked how this match played out and ended up going. And uh, I was surprised to see the women pick up the victory just because of what I've kind of heard. And this was last year. I haven't heard anything on this maybe times to change over in Japan and with Rena and other women wrestlers out there in freedoms in um or in other like matches where the women are against the men but seeing the mm -hmm. women pick up victory against men was 
shocking to me because like I said, I heard a story last year of like Rena has wrestled all this time for freedoms, but in a one-on-one match, she's never got a victory over another male. See yeah. three of them here take the loss to three females, which was which is awesome and good for Charlie, Rena, and Sawyer. And I think they've earned it over their time in GCW, especially late. Not Charlie so much, but when she was out here wrestling for GCW often, she was a fan favorite. And I always like to see her because when it was time to get violent, she would get she had really good showings in the death matches in the tournament. So um seeing her get the win with Rena and Sawyer was awesome and shocking to me. All right. So as this all kind of concluded, uh, Rena hit the mic and said a lot of wonderful things about GCW and America. That was really kind. Um, it's really sinking in. Again, I put in my notes how much Japan really loves GCW. Freedoms and DDT loves us and we love them back. She announces that GCW will be back October 12th to debut at Currican Hall. So it's hard to say no to that. They've had 10 shows with 10 sellouts. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to fill it up. They are going to sell it out. No, they will. They will sell it out. Uh, People will come from other cities to come to come to come watch that that night. That'd be kind of crazy because Hammerstein did what over was it over two, right? If I remember correctly. Ooh, um, good question. There's, there's a, a way to find a, out. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now, but that's a similar kind of state. They could get 2,000 in Japan, and like that says a lot for what they've, as you said, how much they've grown in popularity over there. Well, there's something they seem to like about them, and I like that. So, what? You, uh, okay, I'm just gonna guess. Let me yeah, let me guess because I haven't looked. I was gonna say 21. What is it? 2025. 2025. Nice. Yeah. Well, I wasn't taking the wrestlers. No. (laughs) I mean, look how many, like, look how big that show was out here, and like 2,000 people got it. Like, that just shows, like, in Japan, they're getting that same reaction, which is, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm glad. Like, I, they've earned it (laughs) out there in Japan if they could get the sellout again. They're, they're doing great in any country they go to. You know, and here they are going to Germany, Australia. It's not going to stop. Again, this company is changing. We need to kind of realize that. Like I said, we're dropping a couple of the death matches here and there. It's still there, but we're dropping a little more here and there. And I think it just changes with the time. But we have to remember not to forget ourselves because uh, those hardcore fans, you know, you don't want to ever lose them. And it's like, I mean, I'm going off of just our podcast, like of people who listen to our podcast, how we got people from all over the world. And it just shows like how people like how other countries like are into GCW, Singapore is up there, Belgium, Australia, UK. And we uh, and we love you. We fucking love each and every one of you. Thank you. I didn't even think about that. Australia, Puerto Rico, like we have the listeners, like just for the, our podcast all over the world. And that just shows you how much people all over the world they want the GCW. <laughs> it's, yeah, we're everywhere but Antarctica. Thing. Or wait, do yeah. we have an Antarctica listener yet? I don't. We've got so. every other, we've got everywhere else. Yeah. So Damn. it is kind of nice seeing them go to those countries like Germany coming up here in Australia. <laughs> Remember, okay, okay, we can we can laugh about this now because it's been over a year. But what screwed us up a long time ago was one of our first listeners. Oh yeah, 
was directly because you can kind of see the pings of where people are listening from was directly under the freaking like lawn of the white house there's on the front uh the whatever lawn that is the most famous one i forgot the most famous one that i don't oh know. my gosh and yeah, we were like the, what yeah. the hell <laughs> like secret secret, uh, secret security is listening to us out there Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I think that's a fun story. I don't think we've ever shared with anybody before. And and I don't know, it might, I'll, I'll honest opinion. I'm pretty sure that it was probably just an employee. That's a wrestling fan. You know what I mean? They're oh, like, yeah. Hey, I'll check this out. So, so we know you're listening secret <laughs> service, Washington person. But it's um, cool seeing them actually, yeah. like we see our listeners and like now, like we always say like, Oh my God, like remember UK when we did that first UK show that that episode mm-hmm. like, blew up more than any of our other ones at the beginning. But it just shows like how these other countries listen or not listen, want to see GCW, but they're yeah. willing to even go out of their way to listen to a small podcast like us talking about it. So it's nice to see them like those countries that have been listening to us kind of get these shows like Germany coming up and Australia because they're re- being rewarded for being <laughs> super good fans. I just hope the attendance is good and the crowds are good. And I, I know they will because like GCW is something different out there. And uh, I'm glad to see them still expanding their horizons going all over the world and let's not go too far without mentioning how i think uh freedoms and ddt are owned they're sister companies they're owned by the same company i don't know if you knew that uh yeah the njpw is also owned by them edema entertainment right i mean yeah owns njpw also so we're kind of playing around with the little sister and brother but we have yet to play with njpw yet uh, now, will that happen? Got, I'm not sure. On the next show we cover, we see, uh, even though it's not a GCW-labeled show, we do see uh, New Japan Talent show up there, which I, I told you that that was the most shocking part of that whole thing was, what? Nakahashi's mm-hmm. out here? Like, no way. Yeah, that's that's right up your alley. You were like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I was excited. That's cool. All right. Our fourth matchup of the evening is Takeda against Masha Slamovich. Another pretty brutal, crazy match. And uh, I, I was surprised, not surprised, but Masha held her own in there with Takeda. Like, I know she's a pit bull, but like Takeda is also another animal out there. And mm-hmm. she definitely held her own with Takeda. Takeda is just amazing. And um, it was funny though seeing the same setup though with the light tubes on the ring. Like like every match Takeda is in, there's a, like it seems like that has to be part of the setup. The light tubes tied up on onto the ring ropes. Mm-hmm. But this was a match that I had high expectations for, and once again it exceeded even in the short amount of time. It, this was one of those like rushes, like just bang, 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 bang. Just a lot of fuckery going on and a lot of a lot of happening in a short amount of time. And I think it was perfect for Takeda and Masha and that kind of that match not to drag it out 20 minutes like how Masha and Rina did because that was a totally different animal but this one was good for the 10 minutes it was so speaking of light tubes line the ropes <laughs> uh, Takeda was out first I loved his mask he walked out with skewers in hand never a good sign uh, for Masha Masha was out in a cowboy hat and overalls. We had let's go Masha chance. Takeda also had his own chance of support. So it wasn't just a one-sided deal. Takeda was thrown into the first uh, set of light tubes. Also the first to have them busted over his head. He answered by making Masha eat a tube. Takeda was falling in tons of tubes throughout the match. They, uh, 
They weren't skewers. I found out that he was carrying when he came out. They were scissors. And he ends up cutting Masha's head. Takeda didn't take it easy on Masha. He was in control for around the first half of the match. There was a crazy replay that was shown where she executed a spinning back kick and it legit fucking connected. Um, go check that out. It was really well stiff ish really well done uh the first of all there's no such thing as well yes there is that really wasn't stiff if you think about it but uh it takes a good it takes a little adrenaline to take that kick to the face i'll tell you that much the ending takeda had a great move on masha that resembled a paradigm shift and some form of a neck breaker for the win this is where we didn't have that finisher that i was talking about so i don't really know what takeda's finisher was but it was beautiful looking. Our winner here, Masashi Takeda. It was a very hard fought match, somewhat more physical, I'd say, than the average death match. But um, we did see Masha got off the mat and her head was just basically busted. Her shoulder was fucked up real good. Basically, it was that uh, last light tube shot. I kind of went back and watched it. It just happened to be the unlucky tube was the last one. So I don't, I don't know if that stopped the match a little early or if that's how it was supposed to be, but that's what I saw. Yeah. Masha took a beating, but when it was her time to sh- swing those light tubes, man, she was swinging them. Like, like she was trying to hit a home run. She was just going at it, which I'm glad I like to see that. Like, that craziness over me. And I think that's why I, I like her. Like she has like that crazy kind of switch. Like I would not want to mess with her and her Takeda, but that, I, as you said, that was good. I enjoyed that 10 minute match. And um, I'm glad Masha was able to get some shit over on Takeda too. That I was uh, kind of surprising to see, but Takeda kind of just beating her up for the most part was how I kind of expected that match to go for Masha to show off her toughness. But as you said, her face, her face was wearing it pretty good. But the way the blood kind of just trickled down her face <laughs> after all that, it was crazy. It was a great visual. Yeah, she got fucking lit up. It was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good. Another good though death match. Like we, this is why we've been seeing them, and I like seeing these different styles, like the different matchups here. Like they're they've been really good matchups on these death matches that they picked. Very good booking, I think, stylistically uh, so far. And go women. The women are freaking holding it down. Yeah, Love they they tore it up on this trip too. Our fifth matchup is a six-man tag match as Los Macisos team up with Jimmy Lloyd going against Team ERE, which is, okay, I remember hearing this last name, not the first name. Uh-huh. I was waiting Yueki, for you to get to this one. Okay, I'll say it. Takayuki Ueki. That's pretty good because I think you're right. Toshiyuki Sakuda mm-hmm. and Violento Jack. That's pretty good. Violento Jack. I know. Vio, Linto. Uh, All right. <laughs> I, I won't do that. Jack will whoop my ass. He'll find me. Um, Violento. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, stupid. It's getting late, isn't it? <laughs> all right. I was happy to see Los Macisos in this uh, in this match with all the fuckery going on because there was a uh, like all the the bricks was the one that kind of stuck out to me. I know that like, your first one that kind of stuck out to me too because I haven't seen them in a while. But the bricks was the kind of one to me. I was like, oh shit! And then the doors. I was like, what is the doors? I was like, those are different looking doors. Looks like they just pulled them off like a conference center or something. So I was kind of interested to see how uh, those doors would kind of go through. But seeing Los Pacisos in this fuckery kind of match was awesome. And I haven't really like if I have seen them, I've like I, I don't remember. But from you. Uh, 
Yueki and I haven't seen too much of in Sakuda. It's been been a bit since we've seen Sakuda, so I was interested to see how they went. Violetto Jack is he, I was used to confuse Violetto Jack with Miedo. Like that's how dumb I was at the beginning of this EC GCW kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Death matches. Like I saw Violetto Jack. No, like, oh, that's dumb. his name in Japan. Like because they kind of yeah. just have a similar look look and build, except uh Violetto Jack has a lot more hair, which I always just thought it was <laughs> kind of like a Kane's mask kind of hair kind of thing. I can laugh at that joke. I'm half fucking bald. <laughs> so it's fun seeing Sakuda back in the GCW ring too. So I solved several wooden Japanese doors. That's what those are, like the thinner Japanese doors. Also, you're in my favorite, a bunch of those plastic containers. <laughs> I so love the sound. The sound of those fuckers exploding, just bam. Um, so ERE was out first. They look tough. I do remember Violento and Sakuda. Not so much a Taka. I'm going to call him Taka. I like that. So Team GCW was out next. Ciclope has a board, I think, with light tubes on them. Whatever it is, it looks painful. If you know what that is, that was the, a light bulb. You, you, right. tell me. you just said it wrong. You had to write on your notes that you said it wrong. Though. That was light bulbs. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because I was was trying to figure out what the hell that was. Those are Christmas Um, lights. (laughs) So I got great news. Jimmy is back with the matching shorts. I love it. I'm hoping that he's the fourth Mestizo, you know? That would be nice. Yeah. He should be a Gallo de Gallo also. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Miedo breaks the first container over Jack's head. The sound is awesome. Again, like I said, big fan. Ciclope has a backpack with a pizza cutter in it. I love his backpack. He always has cool shit coming out of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he should do that more uh, often because we used to like, we used to always wonder what's in the bag. And then now I love it. Pull some stuff out, which is kind of cool because you never know what's it like. It'd be kind of cool. Like each time a different item that comes out. Well, yeah, and I think he should make that into something. Like, what's in my bag this time? I mean, literally, like, go over and open it up, and people are like, whoa, and he reaches <laughs> and grabs it. It can be done, and he has enough personality to do it. Oh, yeah. He's so likable. Um, those light bulbs that he brought out did not break. There's something hard. I said maybe plastic or some type of a – I'm guessing they're lights just made of not not glass, Man, I don't know. You see what I'm saying, right? Did, yeah, they they, um, they they broke. They did weird. break, or okay, okay. The ones that did break broke weird. Okay, so yeah, maybe I was trying to sit here and remember when I last watched this show, which was I think live. So I, trying to, I know I'm trying to remember. I'm like, oh geez. Um, the Japanese doors; those are the ones that are used like sliding doors. I don't know how much you know about Japanese culture, but a lot of them, they use like the paper doors almost kind of the same thing, but the indoor sliding uh, doors, Jimmy and Taka are uh, breaking cinder blocks on each other. I'm realizing we haven't seen issues with Miedo's shoulder in quite a while. Did oh, you yeah. die on me over there? I almost killed the whole thing. I knocked over my life. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I haven't had to yeah. worry about Mado's shoulder in a while. And and we kind of always do. We always have concern as fans, but also as people who really care for the individuals. We don't want to see them injured. But I'm noticing it's not really, you know, maybe you put a little glue in there and just kind of <laughs> worked it in. And 
Um, A couple spots for everyone. Sakuda has the syringes and a safety pin. He puts them in Cyclope's head. The syringes are in his freaking eyelids and he fights with them in there. Uh, Jimmy fucking Lloyd, as he sets up those storage containers like a pyramid and Sakuda puts him through them. Also, Mieta with an awesome bomb on Sakuda, which there it is. Mike Awesome again. It's kind of funny. Cyclope brought out Tax and Mieta slammed Taka onto them. Cyclope still has the freaking syringe needle in his eyelid. Taka brought out more cinder blocks and knocks himself out by accident. That brings out a fight forever chant from the crowd. Jack and Miedo don't get along, and I love it a lot. Jack grabs a corona and breaks it over Cyclope's head. Murdoch runs into the match like an asshole, kinda, and breaks a tube on Jack's head. And Macisos finish him off with a Cyclope five-star frog splash. Our winners were Jimmy Lloyd and Los Macisos. Um, completely unexpected on my bingo card to have Murdoch come in like that and interfere in any way. Yeah, especially with, like uh, what you said earlier, what happened they did in uh, New South. It was kind of interesting. Uh, Do we have a fifth Macisos? No. <laughs> no, no, no. 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 <laughs> Too many. Um, Sakuda and Cyclope are like a perfect match. They're both crazy with the syringes and the and the yeah. safety pins that they had. Like I know they had a really crazy match uh, at NGI on the last one, but seeing those two together, like those two are like are perfect rivals. Like they're both stylistically the same, and they both are just willing to do crazy shit with those uh, syringes and and uh, that was a tattoo needles. I think last time was tattoo needles. But yeah, <laughs> looked like a, that was a picture. Like we, I think the last time we talked about Cyclope with when he had it was with Sakuda when he had like, skewer, the, right? Was it like was through it, his mouth? Yeah, was like the metal. Was it the metal skewer? Yeah, or was yeah he had a and metal skewer? And then how it looked, the visual that he had with all that shit just draping off his face on this show with the syringes, the safety pin, it was just all over his face. It was pretty funny. He had the perfect uh, facial reactions to kind of get it over too. Dude, that was a whole other level of fucking weirdness. <laughs> that was a lot of stuff in his head. Yeah, my notes had a really good deathmatch that delivered violence in a different way. And yeah, I still stick to that one. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I was glad to see the containers, too. That was the one I was really happy. <laughs> I want to see a lot more. If we're not going to do glass, might as well just do containers. So even if it's like four, like you get the sound of the glass, you get the shit flying everywhere, and you got the crowd going, ooh. Um, Oh, I didn't even see him knock himself out on that brick spot until after. Yeah, yeah. I see it now. He's just all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so um, Lloyd Murdoch and the Macisos beat on Violento Jack, and Kasai's music hits. He runs out, and the match kicks off between him and Murdoch in this seamless kind of thing everyone clears the ring except murdoch kasai and a referee is what we need a nice fast start to the main event i didn't really mean that to rhyme it's just uh, <laughs> funny thing funny thing over in japan and i think to be honest I, I probably should say it this way but over there they say kasai i don't know if you heard it a couple times but that's kind of the way they say it oh so. I had the, the that woman announcer right she yeah, like the last couple matches, I think, on these cards. Yeah. I, on I some of the though. fan on the fan chants, they say Kasai. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that too much. <laughs> that's I, I I that's 
Where's all this at? Where's how do you pronounce all those other names? Where I come the fans were chanting those names. I can know how to say I <laughs> dude, I listened to a whole hell of a lot. I tried so hard to get the names right, and then you know, it happens. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that leads us into our main event, which is June Kasai versus John Wayne Murdoch. And I was just excited to see Kasai wrestling again. I that's my death match. Like that is the one person I want to go see. Like if he shows, if he gets announced for LA, I'll go. There we go. I'll, I'll even lower. I'll add one more. Really? June, but he ain't going to get announced to it. But he might do a surprise pop in. I think. Oh really? Think How about Effie versus June Kasai? That happened last year in Japan. Mm-hmm. But it was a fucking really good match. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it had mm-hmm. comedy, but it has also its violence. Uh, that match last year. It's possible. We have homecoming coming up. If you really want to fuck with the company, do it during their homecoming. Yeah, that's why I think they're going to maybe start sending some up in LA next week with uh, setting up the homecoming. That's why I think because I might show up, like all the lights go out or run in or something like that. Is what I could kind of see happening. Then I won't be disappointed because I didn't get to see him wrestle. <laughs> but if I get to like if I miss out on Kasai wrestling, I would be upset. Kasai would probably be the one announcement if they announced that uh, between now and LA. I would kind of rough it and go. <laughs> well, you freaking know that if I hear that, it's on. I'll definitely let you know. You know, I'm like, hey, get a yeah. freaking ticket. <laughs> um, you know, that's kind of funny. That's something we should look at if well, when we have a chance. Look at the first day and the second day of homecoming and see who is there that isn't on the LA show. And there is a possibility they could run in or interfere or do something with the storyline. The the freedoms people, Harada. Yeah, that's, I'm just wondering. Night one is Leon Slater, Scramble, Janela Sawyer, Mason Perro. Mason and Perro aren't on the LA show. And the last time we were in LA for that, Perro or Mason fucking blew by me and almost knocked me over on his run in with Allie. So <laughs> maybe, just maybe, there might be a Janella and Sawyer run in there with uh, Mason and Perro. Yeah, Possibly. that'd be something. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking at it from all kinds of perspectives. I just, I'm hoping for a stellar LA show and some of my regulars and, and like 60% of the reason why I love GCW, they're not there right now. So we'll see what happens. There's a lot of people being set on the sideline for this, for this show. And I'm like, ah, that happened last time too, by the way. Yeah. A lot of my favorites kind of they're starting to take more bookings, other places, which it's fine. Like it keeps them fresh. Like, I, I, that's why I kind of don't mind not seeing SGC every time. Like, okay, it's awesome, it's awesome, it's awesome, it's awesome, it's awesome, it's good. And then, then they kind of we don't see him for a while. Then all of a sudden, if we see him again, we're gonna pop and like it's awesome. So I don't mind. Yeah, like it gives yeah. a little break of like to appreciate. Like, hey, I miss seeing Jordan on this LA show, or hey, I miss seeing Justice flying off the top of a balcony and whatever. <laughs> I got. I would say 75% of me says that we will see possibly a, Ma- a Mason Perro run in. Yeah. I don't know. He's just disruptive. Like that's what makes him him. I don't know. Would you fly? I don't know if I'd fly to you guys out there all the way though, either for just a run in except for that's... the surprise factor. It's like, mm. well, they're, uh, yeah, those two. See? There's two of them. There's and the see, flights. That's why There's... I don't think they're going to do Gage versus Kasai at homecoming because Gage already has a match. And I don't see Gage working two nights in a row lately. So, like, that's well, why I don't think you never know. Kasai is not going to. Sh- I don't know. Yeah, You never know. He he kind of put it out there. It was Gage and Moxley. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what else is Kasai coming for? Masha? You see? <laughs> got to be Gage. It's got to be Gage. 
it's maybe not good. homecoming. That's why I'm thinking Cork and Hall. But then you got to get Gage out there, and I don't know how that goes. Uh, and maybe well, maybe that's what Brett yeah. was saying. Uh, seven years, he's been wanting to do some stuff. He thought he got off a Zoom call. I don't. I'm still. I'm. St- I'm still waiting to see what that thing is that he was talking about. Yeah. I just I just worked out now. I was like, maybe it could be Gage going to Japan, but that's that's a stretch there. They'd really have to do uh, some work there. Or statue. I can't limitations remember. Up and and oh, I'm so sorry. I cannot remember who asked, but they were saying, as a loyal listener, you know, give us something on this. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, what do you think? I for fun, my wild idea was we talked about this ROH versus GCW at the Hammerstein battle for Hammerstein. I'm that's still my number one idea. We talked about uh, GCW versus House of Glory. That's another one that is doable Um, in my back pocket. I don't think it's possible right now, but GCW versus Wrestling Revolver would put some butts in some seats. Yeah, that would. Especially if they go like Iowa or something like that. Fuck yeah. Meet you in the middle of the country, bitches. something like that Ohio. i don't know i would like to see wrestling revolver come out uh, west again i i would go see them they're building a good product i believe in them yeah they're they're one of the ones i do watch outside of gcw partially because a lot of talent shows are there i have not seen any of last night's show at all i know so i forgot about that (laughs) the only thing i don't like about watching them is that they can have moxie and we can't the only thing I don't like because anytime he does show up, that is at least instant eyeballs on the product. You know, yeah, that's more men. That's more mainstream. And I know you're not a fan probably because of the fact that, you know, he doesn't, he didn't show up enough as a champion, right? You're not a big fan of, he didn't offer enough to you when he was there is what you're maybe thinking. Who was that again? I miss, I miss Moxley. I miss Moxley. I, I just wasn't as often. That's all. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't mind him coming back and doing like, Four matches a year. Just you don't have to be the champion for that. That's like my a part time. That's a good part time champions is what I hate. Like you could be, you could do your spectacular, like hey, awesome once in a lifetime dream matchup. It doesn't need a title. People are still going to watch it. People aren't going to be like, oh, it's not for the title. I'm not going to watch it. They're going to watch it no matter what. So put the spotlight on another champion and give them that chance to gain extra momentum and showcase your talent as a champion. Like. That's that. That was my only knock on Moxley. If he would wrestle a lot more, like if he had Blake showing up, like right now, I, I'm fine with it. That's why I was happy to kind of see Masha win because she would show up regularly for GCW all the time, and it has been nice to be able to talk about the GCW World Title these last few months uh, instead of once every four months that we were talking yeah. about GCW. If and when it happens, because I yeah. mean it, it was sparse and. Um... When we did know it was within a month or two, so that that was decent. But okay, so <laughs> again, we got away on that one. But yeah, um, battle for Hammerstein. Uh, when it comes to maybe a debut, my thought was cruel. We talked about this the other time. Yeah, that was uh, that. I, that's my dude. He's he's my game changer. Well, it's funny. My guess oh. is happening on Wednesday. Oh, I, I missed that. I totally trampled that. Well, my bad. What's I, that? No, 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 no. I, I didn't realize it until after I said it. <laughs> uh, my guess was RVD. And then I ended up seeing him Wednesday night on yeah. AEW. So, uh, that was my my thing. Or like some of the people I was talking to that were saying like 2300 Arena, maybe, which I think would be cool too. But I don't know. He says one of the coolest things he's done, like 
I don't know if that beats Hammerstein with him, but it could be. I don't know. Well, just, a Zoom call means that you had to look at someone face to face, and it was important enough that you had to look at him face to face to do it. So, and that's what's I don't know. Cork and Hall, like maybe trying to get Gage over there somehow, like talking with somebody legally, <laughs> like, hey, is he allowed to come over now or something? But mm. who knows? So yeah, he never really did say anything past that. He just said, hey, got a got a Zoom call. That be that. We're gonna get the announcement on Twitter that there's gonna be a special announcement for. <laughs> We're going to get the announcement for the announcement coming up here soon, I, I, is my guess. Well, it was just, I was trying to remember the way he put it, but I think he said he called it fun. Something like, okay, yeah, been doing GCW for seven years, just had the po- had possibly the most exciting Zoom call of them all. Fingers crossed for hopefully some very, very, very fun shit happening soon. He called it fun shit, so... I don't I don't know, man. The first sentence sounded really, really important and big. And, yeah. and he didn't say very important. He said very fun. That's what I think is like maybe a talking or something like that. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they show up. It's GCW versus Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Don't put it outside of no shit. I'm not wouldn't be surprised, dude. I would not be surprised at all. So just had to say it. <laughs> That's interesting. There's, there's, dude, there are so many ideas out there that collaborating can make money. And right now, there's very few companies that don't want to do some type of collaboration with GCW. You never know. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned this match. Uh, so we'll go ahead back to the main event. <laughs> Holy shit, we're getting, we haven't talked in so long. We still got another show, too. Oh, that's okay. This this next one is this next uh, show is is actually shorter. There's not six matches. I think there's three or four. So it's like half a show. It works out. Um, Okay, so both were bleeding early. Surprise, surprise. They probably started bleeding on the handshake. Actually, the bell rang, and I think Kasai just opened up. Um, The light tube shots fuck them both up, basically. Uh, Murdoch's shoulder is completely jacked, and Kasai is busted on his forehead and back. Uh, Kasai had a blade he was cutting John with. There was a board with knife blades sticking up. John is thrown onto them. Even... Even the death matches can have a pace of them where a small amount of action happens and they clap. It's, it's interesting. Um, after that pause in the action, it's like they start with the next episode. Japanese wrestlers kind of wrote their dance oh, like that way. And you can even see it in deathmatch wrestling. It's kind of interesting. It's it's not just instant action constantly. Um, there was a nasty suplex on Murdoch that completely bent a chair. It looked pretty nasty. Both got into a headbutting competition for some reason, opening up each other's cuts on their foreheads. There were blood dripping faster from both men after that. Kasai was basically pouring from his head. He's wiping blood from his eyes. Kasai then grabs a fork board, places it on Murdoch, goes for the dive. Murdoch turns the forks uh, over so that when Kasai lands, he lands on the forks. Murdoch with a nasty deep south destroyer that should have put Kasai away, but somehow he comes out of it. Violento Jack then comes in and hits Murdoch from behind. Kasai hits his splash. Murdoch kicks out at one. He has that Hulk moment that you always love. Uh, Kasai then places a light tube bundle on Murdoch's chest. He hits a big splash onto John. He then has a knife. He cuts his own chest. He slammed John and covers him for three so our winner here was june kasai that was a very very loaded match it was 
<laughs> awesome. Another great main event, I think, for the Japan show. And uh, one thing I know we've been kind of, uh, we did a couple so far of watching some ZZW watch uh, shows that kind of, yeah. I get to watch like old school Kasai and old school stuff because I didn't really watch too much ZZW. And I know you know, and you know a lot about it. So we've kind of just picked out certain matches and uh, learned about the history and stuff like that. But I, as you kind of, you know, I, I kind of, I'm picking Jun Kasai match. I want to see young Jun Kasai. I want to see Kasai. Like I'm always picking Kasai here. And, um, like why he's a crazy monkey like now you know he was a monkey oh yeah literally i got to see the towel tail and stuff like that before but the way he bleeds right away they were bleeding like duke is i bleeds like that's one thing that's the reason i brought this up because like the way his back always bleeds and like just leaves puddles and stains all over the outside or in the ring like it's so crazy watching him and i i just am so appreciative every time i get to see kasai in a ring uh wrestling especially for gcw that i it's kind of like must see tv for me that's like kind of why when we do our watch longs i pick june kasai matches because i want to learn and see different matches that i've never really seen of his because i haven't seen a lot of uh i'd probably say 99 percent of his library i've only watched maybe like 10 matches uh, if not more but i want to watch a lot more of his shit because he's so fun and entertaining this match with john wayne murdoch for main event was good and john wayne's like as you always say he you need somebody to go put on a crazy match, death match. He's the guy you call on because he's going to just show up and go crazy and give you a match, a great match every single time too and willing to put his body on the line just for the sake of the fans' entertainment. They did a damn good job in this. I mean, just overall. Um, moving forward, a huge fight breaks down and both sides are fighting. Everybody comes out. Huge fight going on. Again, fucking bells ringing no one stopping no one ever listens to that you know what it would be funny to see a ring one time where a huge brawl breaks out and someone hits the bell like ding 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 and all of them are like yeah why are we doing this like (laughs) you know and then someone comes over and they're still fighting and they're like listen to the damn bell like respect the bell I yeah, uh, there was a dude running around in the middle of the ring and just clicking the staple guns in the air. Did you he see remi- that? Yes, he reminded me of the guy uh, like in the Chappelle show, like like would just walk around and like kind of do the robot in the circle dancing, but like in the background. So like he's, you don't want to see him, but like you just see him in the background. It's like what the fuck did I? What was that? Did we just see that? And then this guy's just clicking in the, in the middle of the ring. <laughs> then he sat on the ropes and clicking like he's shooting like finger guns and stuff. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that that was fucking great. Um, Freedoms eventually cleared the ring of those nasty GCW intruders. Uh, Kasai grabs the mic and cuts a promo in Japanese. He announces that he wants to fight Nick Gage. I, uh, excuse you, I... (laughs) You ought to heard your microphone. It was like oh, it was it was it was fantastic. Hey, shit happens. It's all right. Um, I don't understand everything that um, Kasai was saying on the outro because it was in Japanese. But I was just happy that I could watch this broadcast from across the world. the uh, The show ends with fans chanting Kasai, and uh, that was pretty much the end of that one. Um, I just wanted to mention that because I was thinking about like, when have I, when did I ever first watch anything live from Japan? Like it's so rare. And to be able to get something you're paying through the nose, like for five at my rate, five ninety nine, I was able to see 
three freaking shows live from Japan. Like it's kind of fucking cool. Like we take this stuff for granted. Like people are paying through the nose to have a seat to sit there and we're sitting on our asses at home from halfway across the world. And we have our own seat. Like it's pretty cool. I used to wake up for all the, uh, what's it called every year? Um, the, all the Wrestle Kingdoms. Kingdoms. Yes. Like, I'm too old. I can't do one o'clock till well before they were like eight hour, nine hour shows too. So yeah. we have like a two hour intermission. But now it's kind of like just go, go, go for like four or five hours. But yeah, I used to wake up at 1 a.m. and I need to do that. Until I go to work the next day and I'm like, dragon, I can't do that no more. Dude, I haven't done that in forever. I think I have to do that where I just pull a night. I haven't pulled Russell Kingdom in a long time. Yeah, I kind of I stopped once uh, AEW kind of started because then it kind of like died down. And even like the next night, I used to watch the next night show. The New Year's Dash, and because that's when they they would always start new storylines there, and then like the next night, all those AEW people were gone. So I was like, okay, I guess we're not doing that for a while. <laughs> um, I agree with you though; it's kind of cool to see Freedoms a little bit more often. Like I know they're on IWTV, but like I'm just trying to remember. I don't think they have like any updated stuff for a while. I'll check it out right here before, when you do your memorable moments. But like I I do want to go and see more Freedom, especially with like Drew Parker. Like, isn't Drew Parker free? Wasn't he Freedoms or was he? Big, big Japan. I and could I'm not honestly like, tell yeah, you. Yeah, For all I know, he could have been DDT. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Oh, that's a company I have been checking out a little bit more. Uh, uh-huh. I have like that Russell Universe. I actually went and checked out uh, when Chris Brooks won. I thought that was so cool. Like I went back and watched that show. I was so happy for him. And like, it's so cool seeing him. Like that's the person I saw once. Like he belongs to GCW and now he's a champion over there. And like, <laughs> and, and I got like, he's telling more of his story. Like, hey, he grew up wanting to go wrestle in Japan for a while. Now he's a champ. Like that's pretty cool seeing like his story of how he like a gaijin able to go over there and kind of kill it. Like I like hearing those stories because that's just something like weird. Like that to me, it's weird because I would never have that feeling. Like oh, I want to go to Japan and be this wrestler at such a right. young age. I'm like I want WWE, but it's so cool hearing and how people got into New Japan or overseas companies. Like how Chris Brooks is. Like that's where he prefers to go. Wow. Um, oh, by the way, since you were looking that up real quick here, you want me to go through my memorable moments? Yeah, go ahead. I'm just sure. Okay. One of the highlights was the strongman opening the show. Big fan. And uh, I like seeing it. I know that's kind of like, uh, what do they call it? Mark booking. But, you know, because normally you're not going to book two alike guys. What, what the hell is that really? You know, but it worked in this one. The uh, Evans Yamashita wreck match being very well balanced between wrestling and hardcore violence. Uh, Ciclope with the needle shot through his eyelids. And last was Kasai and Murdoch having the potential for death match of the year if GCW decides to handle it properly. They have something special here if they want to do it. Yeah, my memorable moments, I had the same thing with you. I loved Mercer, Shiggy starting it off. Um, team GCW with Gringo, Joey Tanella, and Blake kind of going against Team Freedoms. I liked how that kind of the cohesion of this night before and the story that they're kind of telling with that, I enjoyed. The GCW women, Sawyer, Rena, and Charlie keep on killing it. They've had amazing Japan performances, and this match was another one. Takeda versus Masha was awesome. <laughs> like, uh, Masha is one badass woman that could take a punishment uh her match against cicada was awesome and then yeah the main event seeing june kasai and john wayne murdoch have a very very good death match was awesome and still seeing june kasai go at this at this point in his career compared to like when we saw him in czw like he's all young cat like oh i want to see a young spry june kasai and still seeing like this match was not (laughs) was there wasn't too much different i mean he just now like knows when to 
get the crazy monkey out of him. Went to kind of do crazy. Or back then, he was just crazy monkey nonstop. From what it looked like in that match that we watched uh, that one time. Yeah, he's crazy monkey nonstop. Day one, real, <laughs> real day one. Uh, so freedoms is not uh, uh, on IWT. They haven't done nothing since uh, the 2021. So really, uh, so and, so that show yeah. maybe just buried somewhere, huh? Interesting. Yeah, I got to try and find out where I can see uh, some more freedoms because I do want to check. I out. swore I watched that on GCW on Fight. What? This show. Oh, you did. Oh, you're talking I'm just, talking just about... watching freedoms. I'm sorry. Correct. Yeah, yeah. No, like yeah I said, it, it gets late sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we are. Late here. Sorry. <clears throat> but the good All news right. is we're in our last uh, we're in our last one. And um, I think there's only four matches with GCW people in it. There wasn't it wasn't crazy. So. Um, so but this is one hell of a crazy, uh, you know, weekend. Yeah, for, uh, GCW. And we'll just hop right into the third yeah. show of that weekend, as it is. It was kind of labeled Freedoms June. Uh, I didn't even see the June Kasai Deathmatch. I just heard Carnival. I didn't even see the Deathmatch or June Kasai in it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, it is Freedoms June Kasai Deathmatch Carnival 2023. Same spot in Shakiba first ring. Um. And yeah, but we'll go pre-show remarks. All right, so this is day three, the final day in Japan. There were, I'm looking now, seven matches on the card, only covering the four matches with GCW regulars in it. I don't think there's a real good reason to cover anything past that. So uh, otherwise, you know, like I said, we're a GCW show, not really a freedom show. So there's no reason to talk about, say, two to four people in a match that just... We don't know who they are. It's really hard to visualize that. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, straight from Shin Kiba. Um, I'm wondering if this is the last time we see Shin Kiba for a while, because if we start cracking Cork and Hall, we may not. Ah, we'll come back, I'm sure. Freedom's uh, that's Freedom's home territory. I must say, I like the venue. I kind of like how it looks in darkness and it kind of hides the crowd. But then like when the lights come on after the match is over, you see the crowd in the back, especially like the one sitting in the entrance way, like you get to see yeah. them kind of go crazy. Another interesting thing with the Japan scrubs, like how many like women, women? and children? I, yep. I, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to say children. Cause I thought, I think I saw like a couple of young ones, but maybe they're young adults, but like teenagers, but seeing how many women, like they're in the front rows, even with all these uh, light death matches and the light tubes flying at them. That's a, it's pretty cool seeing that in Japan. Wouldn't it be crazy if they had it like movie theaters? Where you could get into those seats and like kick back and watch someone just do their thing in the ring, <laughs> eat some fucking popcorn. Yeah, it is getting late. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, I almost <laughs> fell asleep. I, I went and saw the new, uh, God, we are talking too much. Okay, go right ahead, my friend. Oh, to the first match? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, what do you want me to go on? All right. Uh, uh, okay. First match. Uh, that None of us covered. have been drinking. <laughs> and this is not the first match of the evening like john said we're kind of just covering yeah. the gcw wrestlers uh so the first match we're covering uh six person tag team death match that team of ere again of uh, ueki sakuda and violent violento jack going against the uh G team gcw's charlie evans masha slamovitz and sawyer wreck uh, i know you have that interesting name there i'll let i'll let you say that yeah. name, i found it pretty funny but i'm um, seeing masha sawyer and charlie again teaming up uh Oh, this time it was without Rena, but um, Masha filling in for Rena in this one. Uh, once I want to see these three women, those four women killed at night one, and 
seeing any combination of those four teaming up and still having great matches like how this one against the RE, uh, another death match. Sawyer and Charlie, they went three nights in a row with death matches and they didn't hold back and they showed out. And Masha once again, too, with Takeda and the tag team match. She's held her own here. And this is another great showcase for our GCW women. I thought this, like, for me, that was kind of like one of the highlights of the whole trip was seeing how much the women stepped up to the plate. Yeah, so we had uh, ERE versus Cunt Sensual. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, so moving on. Um, GCW chance from the crowd. ERE was out next. Um, they lost to uh, Los Pacisos and Jimmy Lloyd previously. There was a nice spot where Sawyer hit a clothesline from her knees. Also, they got on each other's shoulders at one point and they were acting like they were going to fight. I don't, and we've seen it a couple times. That's what they ended up doing. Also, a nice spot where the women pose on Sakuda. Um, lots of guys getting hit in the junk is one of the notes that I have here. Uh, ERE had to team up on Sawyer to fight her. A ladder entered the ring and Sawyer threw Sakuda on it. Chairs were everywhere. Charlie, Charlie got stapled in the head, but still rolled up, or no, I'm sorry, rolled up by Sakuda. Our winner here was ERE. That's what I have, my friend, unfortunately. there It was just a quick, it was like 10 minutes, boom, boom. I couldn't write notes on everything because I was watching it live, but damn there's just so much going on and yeah it was an opener it's a good opener yeah i enjoyed it seeing uh sakuda like <laughs> interacting with sawyer Ruck was funny trying to like do the test of strength and sawyer has her hand up and he's just like hold on get over here i need that help getting up i, I enjoyed it <laughs> i like like the way they do their comedy spots too like for the freedom rusters i'm kind of noticing and their facial reactions are all like so like their timing is like so good on all that stuff it's like the comedic timing which i've been enjoying within uh yeah, there's a good, as you said, not much there. It's a good match. There's no storyline. Uh, just seeing Masha, Sawyer, and Charlie pick, uh, getting, in, getting in the ring again and uh, going against them was pretty pretty fun watching. Violet to Jack, I forgot what spot it like, was. There. He did something. Uh, I wrote in my notes and then I erased it because I, I erased the wrong notes the other day. But Violet oh, no. to Jack has been fun kind of seeing too. But even in the, other, the last show we covered, when he, that's why I wanted to say with his. And Mieta, when they were in the ring together, I was like, like how I said, I got them confused. I looked at them. They're all like the same height and same build. So I, I get a little leeway there on my uh, idiocracy from messing up <laughs> Violento Jack and Miedo. Um, Let's see. Is there anything else I really want to say about this? I guess just hats off to the women, because if there is anybody I've really been impressed with all weekend, it's just been the hard work that the women put in. Yep. Same thing. All right, uh, next match we're going to cover is another six-person tag match, as this time GCW is represented by Blake Christian, Gringo Loco, and John Wade Murdoch, going against Mammoth Sasaki, Takahiro Katori, and Takashi Sasaki. You did good. You did good there. Had to take kill this there. <laughs> what do you think? What were you thinking with this one? Anything? Um, trying to remember here. Oh, oh my computer go. Uh, you take a, I lost. <laughs> no, no. Like, can you hear me? Absolutely, I okay. can hear you. You're good, man. You just okay. So, Katori from Team Freedoms is swinging the stuffed bunny. GCW wants that bunny. It was hilarious. Murdoch is losing his shit. That is no way to treat a rabbit. That bunny for the first little while ends up being a huge focus of this match. I didn't even think about that. 
Yeah. With John Wayne Murdoch and the rabbit and the bunny. Oh my God. That one went over my head. Yeah. So what was going on? I don't know if you noticed, but you could see like uh Blake Christian and Murdoch like losing their shit over in the corner over the bunny. And then they that's why they're fighting over the bunny because eventually um, you know, Murdoch wanted to get it and you know, take care of it. So. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense now. Oh my god, I cannot believe I didn't put those two together with John Wayne Murdoch. Yeah. Um, the bell rings and Katori fights with the bunny in his hand the whole time, like the asshole he's trying to be. Uh, Blake finally gets it and does a running choke slam on the bunny. Finally, Murdoch gets it and puts it to sleep. That is why he's the rabbit king. And it was cute too. He had to hush the crowd and, you know, did his whole thing. And Japanese culture, they love the cute things like that. And it was great. I liked it a lot. Uh, Blake does that fantastic Fosbury flop every match. And I never get sick of it. Gringo was absolutely impressive as always. I'm loving everything he does. Brett says that he's been the standout performer on the Japan trip. And I can agree. There was a nice job on making sure those shoulders are down by perch. Uh, he refused to count in a spot where those shoulders weren't down. And in the Andes, it can be lax. Perch kept it freaking real. Uh, both Sasaki's um, superplex. Wait, what do I have here? Both Sasaki's. Oh, yeah. Mama Sasaki and Takashi Sasaki, the, uh, the son and father team, uh, superplexed. Blake Christian. Uh, Katori has good agility, a good look. I'm curious if he does death matches because if he does, he may fit in. Our winners here were Blake Christian, Jagringo Loco, and John Wayne Murdoch when Blake Christian hit a 450 off the top rope for three. That was a, it was a fun. I didn't even, I, I'm still trying to, I was trying to process. So we, just, I didn't know if uh, Mammoth and Takashi were father and son. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Hit him. And then I was like, oh shit. Um, it threw you off. <laughs> yeah, it threw me way off. Uh, no, I I liked it. Um, Katori, I like his size. I like Katori. Mm-hmm. I think Katori would. I want to like check out a couple more of their matches to see like what they're all about because I that was the one I was pretty uh, impressed with in this match. Um, See, so yeah, I'm now I'm an idiot. Did we, was this the, the match that they did the door spot where they opened the doors? Or was that another match? That's a good question. Like I said, it's been a little while since I wrote these notes. So I'm like, damn. I wanted to bring it up like when we were, we're such bad podcasters. Earlier, I know. <laughs> two weeks off. That's my fault. Um, I, I like this spot. I don't know if it was this match. I think it actually was another match now on the same Freedoms card. But they, those two sliding doors, they had them closed. Mm-hmm. And then like the one, like two people were holding the door and then their teammate ran on the ropes and right, right before they did the tope outside, they opened up the doors for the tope to come out. I thought that was a, a pretty cool spot. It wasn't this match, but um, I always thought that was, I thought that was a pretty cool spot that I wanted to see. I wanted to see a lot more often because uh, that was pretty creative, but uh, Gringo J- uh, and uh, John Wayne Murdoch and Blake Christian did pick up the victory. And I thought that was cool. Cause they are kind of like right now, the heart of GCW, especially for uh, this tour. And they needed to pick up a victory, but I, I always thought they would get the victory on the GCW show and not the Freedom show. But they kind of switched the roles on this one. But you got to even it out over the three days. Oh, that makes sense. I'm really surprised it didn't happen that way. But here we are. <laughs> All right. Next match was one of my favorites. It is another six-person death death match as Team GCW's Jimmy Lloyd, Joey Janela, and Shane Mercer going against Jun Kasai, Takeda, and Yusaku Itu. Right? 
think so. We'll get, we're doing well here. I'm trying. No, I'm not lying because, you know, <laughs> it's not easy. Um, This was another, like, I've enjoyed the multi-person death matches, I think, a little bit more instead of just the one-on-ones because like there's yeah. always shit going down. And like even though they're shorter, I like as we all we kind of go back to that six-minute death match in uh the UK where it's like six minutes, but if those four people went nuts for those six minutes and even though the bell rang, I felt satisfied. I saw everything I needed to do. And watching these multi-person matches, I've kind of felt similar, even though I would selfishly would like a little bit more, just kind of like to see all the fuckery, but um, these like 11 minute multi-person matches, like they're going crazy and like, it's smart though. Like you, you can add a death match, but not two people just taking all the damage. You got six people separating it out and that's going to save the talent and still give the fans nonstop action. And then this match is where I really felt it. I kind of like, I remember after the match I was like, I think I starting to prefer these multi-person uh, matchups for uh, death matches. I know GCW tried that with TOS, like the three, like mm-hmm. the three, triple threat, but six person, that, that's where it's at right now. That's expensive too. That's yeah, an expensive say, death match. Let's, let's have let's have a twenty four person death match teams of three. Jeez, because you're you're burning you're burning three uh two to three matches worth of oh, yeah. you know glass in in one match. So it better be good. But <laughs> the only okay the only downside that makes me think some people shy away from those is that the fans don't know where to watch. Yeah. Yep. And if they don't know where to watch, then the problem there is that they um it becomes dangerous they there. they don't it, it gets dangerous because you don't know where the glass is coming from so yeah i just i just wanted to mention that um all right so on to this match here uh kasai is the main guy in freedoms the crowd says so there's no other way to put it so this is an 11 minute match i'm going to give you a little bit of play by play on this one this was an interesting death match uh minute one joey was thrown into a barbed wire board it was caught in his hair takeda was cutting joey's forehead and joey finally was cut loose uh minute two ito was blowing out a cloud of blood from uh chewing on janela's forehead kasai puts barbed wire board on janela and bashes him with a chair minute three joey was busted open pretty bad mercer presses jun kasai over his head mercer then grabs takeda and ito and throws both of them over his head together on to minute four minute four has a chair completely broken over his head uh minute five barbed wire board put on mercer and then he's hit with a chair minute six takedo punches uh takeda punches a chair into jimmy's head minute seven lloyd slammed into a barbed wire board ito bleeding from the side of his head Minute eight, all six men in the ring. Skewers are in Mercer's head. Kasai has an American flag bag. More skewers come out. Kasai, Takeda, and Ito put skewers in their hands. Let's not discount that they went out of their way to find an American bag. Just an FYI. Um, Minute nine, half the people in the ring have skewers sticking out of their heads like peacock feathers. Uh, Minute 10, there was a Jimmy Tope. Mercer superplexes, I'm sorry, suplexes Ito through the barbed wire board. The board is placed on top of Ito. Janela double footstop onto Ito for the win. So our winners here were Jimmy Lloyd, Joey Janela, and Shane Mercer. For me, this match was just very busy, very fun. Light tubes were just... Yeah, I'm going a little bit ahead, but there were light tubes being attached to the ropes right after this one finished. So, I don't know. There was no hesitation. No, they're still like brushing out the shit from the ring, and like you see them already loading up the the outside yeah. of the or the inside of the ring. With efficient, the very yeah. efficient. 
I loved it. This was kind of like the showcase match for like what Freedoms is about and kind of like what the death match, I think, with GCW. I, I enjoyed this for like the the value of like the names in this match um kind of made it stand out for me. Watching Junkasai too, like kind of like be scared of Mercer throughout this match was pretty fun. Like after he did that <laughs> double fall away to those his two teammates, like he looked in the crowd, was like, wait a minute, time out, don't come over here. Like I love Junkasai. Like I do need to watch a lot more of his past stuff and catch up on it because every time i see him i just fall more in love with what he does and it's something different every time like this one it was more kind of like the comedy slash selling not just the craziness the craziness of the death match so what do you think here then yeah jimmy lloyd joey janela man every single gcw roster member on that weekend had a great weekend yes there were there were no like there were no like uh what's a good way to put it like weak spots no i agree like I, I think they brought like the new names too. They brought over. I, I enjoyed seeing them and I, I like seeing that. I want to see like Shane Mercer get that opportunity and uh, Gringo. I think this was Gringo's first time over there too. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Or first time over there with GCW. Teriyaki um, was a pick to go. Teriyaki, over. yeah. That Isn't was, that interesting? Yeah, that was the big one for me. It was like, what? Um, but yeah, to me, that was kind of like the ultimate. Like that could have been the main event if that was like GCW versus Freedoms. Like maybe mm-hmm. switch out one name or two but like those are top of the line names for both companies and uh i i enjoyed it in the show it was like big showcase match and it was good and fun and Ido Ido was one i didn't really see too much and he kind of stuck out to me where i want to see more of his crazy ass because his he's like just got that barbed wire attached to him and he's still like just running around the ring doing still <laughs> like stuck on him it's pretty fun and crazy to see him uh, doing that kind of stuff yeah we totally didn't get to see enough of him so i'm looking forward to seeing him again if he comes over yeah I, I definitely would like to see more of him for sure. And this will be right the last match. Yeah. I don't I don't know if this is the like the main event or if this is just the last match we covered. It was the main event. Okay, okay, good. Yep. Uh main event is uh Team Freedoms of Daisuke Masa Masaoka, Karada and Segura going against Los Macisos and Rina. And once again, too, those are fantastic names to represent. Both companies mm-hmm. in, a, in a death match too, and uh, that they, they, these six competitors were given the time. Like I, that's the one thing I was really glad about this match was giving the time to kind of go out with the flurry while also kind of setting up possibly what's coming up here in the future with GCW and Freedoms. But I thought this was a great way to end the whole uh, Japan shows and seeing Rina teaming up with Los Macisos again. That's a team I could always watch, enjoy watching. Dude, and they rock it. It's it's kind of funny. There's quite a few people that Los Macisos fit right in with. Either that or they're just very complimentary. I don't know. It, it just works. Um, I was loving Los Macisos' new red and black gear. They even have Letterman's jackets to go with it. Harada was eating multiple chair shots to the head from Cyclope, and it breaks the chair. To, uh, Toru was the first to be thrown into the light tubes. Rina is eating glass. She's a bloody mess. Cyclope was hitting the ropes and Mieto was laughing at him for it. Um, there was a spot basically where Mieto was holding on to him and Cyclope was going to do a little run and then a jump. Didn't happen. Uh, Harada was bleeding heavily in this match. It seems to be what Harada does. Sasake has now shown up ringside for some reason. Toru and Rina have a nice face off. Both got a few minutes in the ring together, which was kind of nice to have um we then have a ladder coming out uh sasuke used it on cyclope and almost hit the ref 
which is kind of funny. <laughs> Tubes being busted absolutely everywhere. There was a nice spot that basically created the ending here. So the spot was Toru throwing Miedo to Harada, who catches him midair and suplexes him. Miedo then has a huge bundle thrown into his chest, and Toru covers him for three. So our winners here were Daisuke, Harada, and Toru. And I think that's a perfect way to end it with Team Freedoms picking up the victory yeah. uh, on their show. And kind of surprised to see Rena kind of in a, in a, taking a loss here. It's been a while since we've seen her kind of lose a matchup. Uh, well, this one was a GCW, so I guess I won't keep on yeah. with that one. But it, I, I was actually kind of, I, I was surprised Freedoms won, but I was surprised it was like uh, Rena was in that match instead of like, I thought maybe like, Put in Jimmy Lloyd, uh, Jimmy Lloyd with Los Macisos instead of instead of uh, with the uh, Joey Janela. That's the only thing that maybe I would have kind of switched that to. So if you're going to like win, at least give the champion protected with the win with Team G- with Joey Janela and Shane Mercer too. But that's the here and there. I watching like this match, I was kind of like sad. I'm like, oh, like our time is over in freedoms. Like. My first thought was, when is the next death match going to be in GCW? Like, literally, that's my right, first thought. Right. I saw Harpost, which is happening now. Um, probably not going to get too crazy there. Then we got LA, not too crazy. And then we got Jersey coming up. But I think what tonight's show, like, I haven't seen it yet. I think Detroit, LA is going to be a perfect setup for homecoming. I think a lot of stuff's going to happen. But I really am looking forward to when they go back to Japan because of all the shit that they kind of teased with this one. And I, now, like, I want to see DDT and Freedoms a lot more after seeing, like, these last mm. couple, like, crossovers with them. Like, even um, in this match, who uh, what was his name? Um, Daisuke, this was the better mm-hmm. match of the ones I've seen for him. Like, to me, he showcased more in this match than throughout the other two matches. And Harada was, that, that's how you showcase your champion, I think, too. This, this was a great showcase for Harada and Freedoms to showcase their champion and what they did uh, did against GCW. So after this match, basically the entire mat and chunks of the floor were just completely covered in glass. The show basically com- concluded with Toro speaking. Miedo says that they have small dicks and Toro tries to prove them wrong before he is held back by his uh, friends over there at the freedoms so that was primarily how this show ended i know that um the japanese fans are kind of used to like speeches after certain things sometimes before sometimes after so oh my gosh what are you watching the ending yeah so yeah that's that's what i have from this one and that's kind of what i gathered that was a shorter little but that's it was kind of a shorter little show and i'm fine with it like i said like all the death matches like that's fine. <laughs> like, even though it was shorter, they don't need to be dragged on. They were just nonstop. There was no lull yeah. in any action throughout any of these three nights. Um, I'm a. I I want to see more freedoms. Like I want to see. Yeah. Like, and I wonder if like freedoms and DDT ever like work together because I think that would be a. They could do a lot of crazy. I'm stuff sure they there. they had to have. They had. I to mean, have. it only makes sense. Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of like the wrestling revolver and GCW out here. And what I would think of like just DDT and freedom. They they just wouldn't mesh well together, just like how GCW and Revolver. So I would, I want to check that out, but I'm excited for the return to Cork and Hall, uh, the return to Japan in Cork and Hall. I think there's going to be a lot of fun stuff that is going to be happening that weekend. And I think this was the best freedoms like I've seen 
Like, yeah, I don't know. I just enjoyed these ones more than I did last year. I don't know why. Like, I, th- I feel like familiarity the with the performers. That could be it too. I actually kind of like knew Segura little bit of Harada just because so yeah that actually I think yep. as soon as you said it that clicked in my mind like I knew more of what to kind of expect and like they hit my expectations and exceeded them for the yeah. most part of all these matches and uh, that might be it more familiarity and I was able to enjoy them instead of studying them but now I want to go see Ido and more uh Dice K because of their performances on this show all right so you want me to tell you what I remembered from this show Yes, and your first one, like I'm so mad at myself, I didn't count. Like I was wondering, like why is he doing this? And then I was like, is that like a special, special yeah. in Japan? Uh, I'm, no, that was that was the dumbness. On me. That's the new Yoshihiko, <laughs> fucking rabbit. So yeah, there was rabbit drama. I'm gonna remember that because it was hilarious. Murdoch put it to sleep. Uh, Kasai and Janela in the same death match was a treat. The main event absolutely delivered. And the last thing is, it looks like we'll be back soon. So I'm looking forward to all of that. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to return to Cork or return to Japan, but also in Cork and Hall. Like I want to see what those shows are gonna look like because it's gonna be weird seeing like not a non New Japan show happening in that same venue. Uh, my memorable Fingers moments, crossed. Was, right? <laughs> uh, my memorable moments was just like, like uh, I just said, Freedom stepped up. I thought this was a great three-day showcase for Freedoms, and I think GCW did a very good job of going over there and helping get Freedoms put over a lot more in the in, in the in-ring action and stuff like that. I, I am a fan now. Of, not that I wasn't a fan, but like I need to go see more of Freedom Show, and I want to stay kind of current with their product after seeing what the current lineup of roster that we just saw during these shows, I was impressed with. Well, we did it. (laughs) (laughs) We freaking did it. That was a lot of, uh, that was a lot of uh, reviewing. What was that? What was that? Uh, That was close uh, to three hours, 12 and over over three hours. That was what? 15 matches. We just covered. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, good. Good. Um, Okay, so in retrospect, it looks like everything is nothing but happiness and sunshine between GCW and Freedoms and DDT at this point. Then you go across the ocean, you've got TNT. You've got so many companies everywhere. Um, GCW is just a bunch of busybodies. Yeah, it's, um, it's fun to watch. Like I'm, I'm interested to see like what talent we see in Australia or Germany, like these names that we've never heard of. I can't, I'm interested to see what's... What wrestling is out there that I haven't been able to uh, see lately? Well, the other thing that I wanted to mention, too, is because especially since GCW is going world- worldwide, they're a little more outside of AC. And the more I watch AC shows, the more I notice they're not always filled up. That stinks. So, um, you know, hopefully they're not. Uh, it's not taking it for granted. It's just sometimes you've been in the area quite a bit. And uh, Chris Minns was talking about going into Florida and Texas and places like that a little more. And I agree with that. You know, Huntsville, Alabama has been hit twice before July ended. They're about to hit Brooklyn again. They just left Brooklyn. Interesting. Well, I mean, that's that's New New York, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's a money area there. Um, I mean, if you really want to, you're hitting Dallas, Chicago, uh, New York, L.A. Um, Those are your major hubs. I could see where... uh, it's so surprising that they work so much out of that triangle and don't work New York so much. But given the fact that they really don't like all of the rules and restrictions, you know, maybe they found somebody in the state that's really nice to them now. So they're like, okay, we can start running in New York. 
Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, selfishly, it's like, okay, if you could go to New York back to back, like you can hit Vegas twice a year. Oh. If you can hit Huntsville, Alabama before summer's out twice, you can hit right. Las Vegas. You know, eh, I don't know. We get a we get a great crowd, and I think Las Vegas is the type where we kind of need the crowd from the rest of the country to come in to help us. No lie, I'm. You know, I don't know how many Las Vegas people are listening, but I'm going to be dead honest with you. Las Vegas crowd can be quiet. They like to watch more than they like to make noise and cheer. And I know that from firsthand experience. I and my little group has been the loud ones at quite a few shows, house shows and big shows. We've been the loud ones. So um, that's just how it is. I don't know. I'm sure they could support a second show out here in Vegas. I just think it would have to be at a smaller venue than the one they normally perform at just because. Uh, some of those fans that come to that show at GCW uh, during Memorial Day are international or fans of AEW coming to town. And they just want to catch a cool show, you know. We've heard yeah. about GCW. I, I wonder how many of those people are really, really happy when they leave. Because it seems like, how could you not be? How could you not be thrilled by the time you leave with a, you know, with a show like that? It gives you yeah. everything. And I don't think I've ever left a GCW. Like, oh, that was disappointing. Like... I know we nope. talked about that. Nope. That other company, like we saw one, we saw one car. It's like, okay, don't come back here every. <laughs> like, like mm -hmm. we left, we left so disappointed. Like I, like as new fans, yeah, I think that's why they get like, especially even if you're not even a wrestling fan, just the environment and the show going on around you, with you, through you. You got to move. Like you feel part of the show, and I think it's just. I always like that was for me. Like I left, I called my wife. Like I've been, I've been a wrestling fan all my life. I don't know what the fuck I just left here. That was insane. Uh -huh. Like that yeah. was the most fun wrestling show I've ever been to in my life. And like, I can't explain it. And like that, I'm a wrestling fan. Like, so I can imagine people that aren't wrestling fans, like how much they could enjoy it and maybe have a, like find a love or a, an enjoyment of wrestling just because like GCW is just doing something that no one else is doing right now. And that's why we do what we do and we love them. Yeah, we love them. <laughs> okay. Now, um, since since the Detroit show is already gone, I'll just go ahead and mention again. We have August eleventh, eight p.m. Pacific. Uh, GCW No Signal in the Hills three from good old Los Angeles, California, at the UCC. Nick Gage versus Johnny Game Changer. Blake versus Bay. Janella and Sawyer versus the Rejects. Maki versus Ali versus SDL versus Masha. Cartwheel versus Slater. Los Macisos versus the Unguided. Gringo versus Manser. I believe Jacob Fatu has been announced to show up, but no match as of yet. And um, yeah, nice we still have a couple back. question marks. This this week will tell us a lot more by the time it's over here. Still want to know where Effie is. I'm kind of excited to see Jacob Fatu back. Hell yes. Who the hell is he gonna? You know, like who? Masha? No. <laughs> you yeah. never know. Uh, like, booking can't a... stretch that hard, bro. How is he gonna? She can't pick him up. Or if she does, it's gonna take, you know, on the moon. Bro, bro, uh, okay, what is he, probably 265, 270? She could get him up. I just don't know if she can lock her arms all the way up and really get... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've seen issues with 200-pounders. I don't know if... I don't think 260, 265, or whatever he is, is going to... Yeah. He's Samoan, too, isn't he? 
I don't know. I don't know what. Okay. <laughs> After the yeah, whole thing wondering. with uh, what's his he's name? Fatu. Um, uh, no, he's not Samoan. He's uh, oh jeez, no wait, because Juicy's Juicy's yeah, not whatever. Samoan. Juicy's uh, Tongan, I think. Tongan. That's why, like, I don't want to, because I don't. I don't want to say it because he's yeah, he got pretty pissed of people calling him Samoan. I was like, hey, oh, I wouldn't. I was, I was no, <laughs> I'm just no, I'm just I'm just kind of trying to figure out in my oh, head. Yeah. I don't want to call him something he's not. That's why I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, yeah, eh. that's why I'm like I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut on that one. I don't yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but it would be a nice surprise to see maybe the South Pacific Savages do something. Take on yeah. East West. Holy shit, what a match that would be! Hello, we have new champions. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I saw the I saw all the facial changes you just made right there. That was that was interesting. I don't want it to the anger. Uh huh. And then part of you was like, "Well, they'd be a strong championship team." Yeah. But, yeah. Like no. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm just glad to see him back. like I said, with Becca being announced and maybe getting cruel, and also with this Jacob too. To me, it kind of opens up the space a little bit more. For justice, justice, Mm -hmm. I think for me is my kind of like I saw Becca, I went to Cruel, I saw Fatu, I went to hopefully get justice back more. They don't have anything to do with each other, just my hope of kind of what I'm kind of envisioning and hoping for. So I'm just fucking around for fun. And like I said, when we don't really talk about whatever we're going to talk, we just talk though. But um, yeah, I'll just XPW had such a, a poor showing at their last uh show this past weekend. It's not looking good for them on the East Coast, at least. And then on the West Coast, they're they're not selling out. And uh, I, I think that within a year or so, we're going to see Brett and uh, Alex patch it up. And we might see Cologne back sooner rather than I think they can do it. There's an intermediary with Stephen A. also. I think that can be done. That I was ignorant to run his mouth. Touch though. It. Yeah, that's the one thing. I think if he didn't open his mouth, I think. That it would have been okay. Deal. It's really yeah. fucked up to be like, okay, I'm coming to this company. It's great. They pay me more, whatever that more is. But then when you look around and they can't sell out a venue with 120 seats, you know, how long does that money stay around? Yeah. Again, we're just I, talking. It's not, you know, I'm just speculating and, and I, I respect all companies. I just, uh, I just had to say that real quick because, you know, he's a GCW guy. He was upset and I like him and, I do miss him to a degree. This was going to be the summer of Cologne. And so, yeah, it was going to be. So, Cologne yeah, by, I, versus by Kingo was, uh, that sounded pretty fun. <laughs> I just want the mega bastards back. I'm not as much into Reed Bentley because I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm just not. So. I, I kind of there with you too. I, th- I, I just think- don't, I don't know. It's just the, there's not as much star power or I just don't know his, his personality maybe hasn't come through yet for me to attach to him. Yeah. I yet. Yeah. All right. Well, we did all three Japan shows in one. <laughs> we did that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you ready to do this? Cause I am That's- exhausted. I'm, yeah. I know you, you definitely are. Yeah, and so. I still got to somehow watch Detroit and edit here. So uh, I think this episode will probably be out Sunday. That's, that's, that will be my guess, great. though. <laughs> that would be um, good. With everything going on. So Sunday, hopefully this will get put out, and then we'll cover uh, Detroit coming up here soon and try to see our best schedule. But I am back at schools now. Uh, so that's if we fall behind a little bit, please bear with us like how you did before. It's yeah. the start of a new school year, and um, 
we still got stuff going on, but we're going to try to do our best to stay on top of the schedule. Hey, we had a good summer up until now, which is, of course, school started. Mm-hmm. So we were on top of the ball during the summer when we had the time to uh, stay current. So uh, hopefully that will build us some uh, leeway here with our fans if we do fall behind on L.A. or I'm pursuing a medical degree, so it's like, yeah. you know, and working yeah. full time and, and working full time and doing the podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Yep, and then spending time with the kids, and then going to the wrestling show, and, <laughs> and then yeah, absolutely. I, uh, so I, I just think we're gonna, time. yeah, I just think uh, once homecoming comes, we might fall a little bit there. So I'm just giving everyone a heads up there now to kind of bear with this because, like I said, I'll be out of town for the whole uh, homecoming show, and then I won't be able to watch it till like that week later. So uh, I'll be really behind. So. We're going to do our best. We'll get uh, stay current as best we can. Um, video did take a, a, a detour. Uh, we're trying to figure something else out now. I'm trying to, I do have, I, I don't know if I told you, I did. I'm working with one other person right now, but I don't know quality or whatnot. But okay, um, well, you never know. <laughs> if you're a listener out there and you know how to do graphics, hit, oh, hit yes. me or Donna, please. And I, I, I will pay, I don't mind paying. Uh, this we could work something out because the last three people I've now tried to do graphics with uh, hit a wall or hit some sort of speed bump. So if you are a listener out there and you know how to make graphics like overlays for YouTube or Twitch, because that's where we're going to be going live on. Yep. Uh, please let me know. I will don't mind paying and negotiating and make this on current thing. But video I'll send pictures is of my office. <laughs> My feet. Pictures of my feet. Uh, well, that's what everybody's doing these days. Yeah, pictures of the tootsies. Um, you know, I I don't know how long this is going to be until I do it, but I think in this next week or so, if we're not doing too much, I may be jumping on Twitch to watch some wrestling. So if anybody maybe wants to just jump in and watch some wrestling with some dudes. I may very well be doing that. I'm not sure just yet, just to kind of keep us all busy and doing something for a while. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, you and I are doing it and when we can, we will be doing that. Cause that is so much fun and I'm having so much fun. I may just do some just to sit around and watch some wrestling. So yeah, those of you that people have, know. have came in and uh, watched us. Like you said that Jenny, the first time uh scoop yeah. photographer. Um, I, I've seen some other names that they didn't really chat. So I'm not going to say anything because it's fine, but those of you that have came out and checked us out when we're watching CCW, we appreciate it. And uh, that uh, we want to do some more of that here soon. So once we kind of get ahead of schedule and stay on top of things, maybe we can start yes. inserting that into the schedule. But we'll get it going here soon. All right. Oh. Let's send them out. Oh, uh, before I forget, yes, I do want to um, thank you to everyone who listens. Sometimes I always forget to say that. Thank you so much. You guys do mean a lot. Um, we have a lot of people listening. Like, no shit. We have a lot of people listening. Thank you so much. Um, just to have five people is like, whoa. Um, and yeah, we're way beyond that. So that is so awesome. Like I said, we were a year in and we are well over 5,000 listens. So thank you so much. We're fucking morons and we love you. And like, <laughs> we're not perfect with anything we do, but we're damn near perfect with how much we love what we do here with wrestling. So um, hang in with us as we sit here and try to get things uh, continually moving forward. And like I said, just to create maybe a little extra content, I might throw some stuff on Twitch and whoever wants to, that's cool and listens, please come in and say hi. Uh, I don't even know when that is, but I think it's just going to be fun because if I have a little extra time, I'm going to do it because it's kind of cool to hang out and just watch wrestling. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, everyone. Yeah. All the listeners out there. Thank you. And thank you for your understanding. The words of encouragement, the interactions on social media, the cool questions that we get like on, on Twitter of a uh, start a discussion. Um, the wrestlers uh, that back us, all yeah, the nice ass wrestlers that back us. That's fantastic. The GC dub podcast. That's nice enough. Uh, Freaking so many awesome listeners. I can't start naming them. Like we have names now. We know them. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, some and, of them uh, I even know where they're from. I'm like, hey, what's up, Nate, over there yeah. in freaking West Virginia? I'm like, yep, I know. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. So thank you all the, the listeners out there. But uh, I don't know. I, I think I mentioned it too. We got the we got new social media too for uh, Instagram and TikTok. So uh, we're trying to put content out there too a little bit uh, more, and we're going to be adding some stuff there too. So we're starting to spread our wings a little bit more with the content as much time as we have, while also still doing this podcast and everything else but uh i will put the i think i already have it on there but the instagram and tiktok on the bottom of uh the description of the show so check that out and follow us on there um for uh content as well and we will keep on going and going and going, going. and fucking going <laughs> all right all right let's send him out of here let's do so the podcast doesn't keep on going and going, and going. <laughs> fucking going all right <laughs> oh that one was good live, live. you were slow there <gasps> all right long live g c w